The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for being here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. President Trump has uh, threatened to shut down the government if Congress does not support border security. In other words, it's time to build the wall. He said Democrats need to get on board with his immigration agenda, which includes the wall, or risk another government shutdown. He said, I would be willing to shut down government if the Democrats do not give us the votes for border security, which include the wall. Must get rid of lottery, catch and release, etc., and finally go to a system of immigration based on merit. We need great people coming into our country. How about that? Uh, His threat came just days after he met with House Speaker Paul Ryan and Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who pitched him a plan to minimize the threat of a government shutdown in September, and I guess he was receptive to it. He previously floated the idea of a government shutdown over border security funding. In February, uh, he said he'd love to see a shutdown if they didn't fund the border security. Ultimately, he signed a $1.3 trillion spending bill in March, which kept the government running through September 30th and did nothing about border security, which is, you know, one of the problems we had with it. That and the fact that you continue this spending like drunken sailors uh, policy, which is a problem. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in power. Doesn't matter. We just keep printing it and spinning it. It's like, I mean, the Republicans have no fiscal responsibility either. Uh, The Democrats certainly don't, but neither do the Republicans, unfortunately. Yeah, and trying to teach your children, like, what's the difference between the political parties, Daddy? You know, it's mm. kind of tough now because um, mm-hmm. you want to say, just you want to just kind of give them a generic, one likes the government to solve problems and one likes the government to solve problems, just not quite as often, maybe? I don't know, because <laughs> he can't say the spending anymore. No, he sure can't. Oh, my goodness. We can't cut. Uh, we can't cut an increase in future spending. <laughs> we can't even do that. You know, every year the government grows. Every single year it grows. You can't even cut the amount of growth. They go nuts over it. The opposition is such that how dare you try to cut the growth in spending? Well, somewhere along the line, it is going to have to happen. Either it will happen voluntarily or it will happen with economic collapse. One of the two. I mean, you're going to have to choose. Eventually, you're going to have to choose. And really, I mean, the time is long past, probably. But better late than never if you would just decide to cut some spending. And I don't, I'm don't. i not talking about just the growth in spending. Mm-hmm. Just cut the spending, period. And we can't even have a real honest discussion about this. Because even no. if you were to say, well, let's just grow at a smaller rate our budget increase, then all of a sudden uh-huh. you hate children. You want them to starve to death. Oh, you want women to die in the streets. That's exactly what okay. they do. Can't take it. You can't have a conversation yeah. about anything. It's exactly what they do. Meanwhile, uh, there is a real problem um, with 
a shark who has traveled from off the shore of Texas. He's actually, this is a tagged shark, so they know this happened. Seven and a half foot shark that was tagged in March off the coast of Texas. Now he is off the coast of Virginia. My, the thing is, obviously, (laughs) this time it's personal. Obviously, there is some Texas family he's pissed off at. Yep. That has moved to Virginia. Somebody got a job in Metro DC. Somebody got a job. In D.C., or they say this the shark might even be headed further north. I don't know. Maybe they're moving to Maine. Oh, boy. Which is where this all began anyway. Oh, my goodness. This shark is following some former Texas family mm-hmm. to the East Coast See. where he plans to kill them there because this time it's personal. I don't know what made it personal. I don't know why the shark is that pissed. Well, yeah, would you but say? But clearly it's happening now in real life. Would you say it's a synonym for angry as well? Yes. So it's not only personal, but this time what? It's He's pissed off. Thank you. <laughs> uh, wow. they, they named this Mako Shark Pico. And That's a dumb name. The Pico, the Mako Pico. So he's, he's small? Is he little? No, he's seven and a half feet. Well, Pico means like Pretty big. really tiny. I, I don't know. Okay. Well. Maybe these sharks grow to much bigger than seven and a half feet. <laughs> so, oh. But he found his way out of the Gulf of Mexico all the way to Virginia. And it appears he might be headed even further north, (laughs) according to the nonprofit Shark Research Foundation, O-Search. So this is an abnormal behavior, huh? Uh, They said it's never happened before. They've never seen this before. Where a shark has traveled this far, uh, they don't understand it. They have no idea. (laughs) So I think it's pretty obvious. The he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> this time, he's pissed. I'm going for the guy who named me Pico. <laughs> Everything about the journey is a surprise for O-Search, who, which has been following the shark's movements since it found a way around Florida in early July. <laughs> he didn't just get <laughs> and bump into it. He, he no. Actually, Wait a minute. I found his way around. He might have bumped into it initially. There's like, oh, I didn't realize there was a giant little thing in the way here of land. Uh, just follow it around. <laughs> and that's what he's doing. <laughs> he's traveled awesome. so far. He's traveled more than 4,100 miles just since March. He's going at a pretty good clip. He is pissed off. He's pissed. <laughs> he's if, if I were this family, man, I'd be moving back to Iowa. Somebody done him wrong. Somebody get into the middle of the country. <laughs> if you were the family that pissed off Pico the Mako Shark... Get to the middle of the country. Oh, you know what? Down the hall, they're, they're reminding us of the Sharknado. Oh, man. Oh, see, you're never That's safe because then you're, you're, never if you're in Iowa. I mean, I, you're not safe there either. Tornadoes come through there. You might want to go to like the interior of <laughs> a hurricane could pick him up off the East Coast, dump him on a tornado in the Midwest, and carry him wherever. Who knows? I mean, this is. This is a bad situation. It's only going to get worse for this family. According to uh, one of the O-Search uh, researchers, Pico is laying down tracks we've never seen mm. from a Mako before. He seems to be following the Gulf Stream. Uh, mm. Mako Pico is still having an epic Shark Week 2018 <laughs> after being the first Mako we've tracked around the tip of Florida. He's showing no signs of slowing down as he continues north. That is, that's cool. Wow. Um, so I mean, not cool for the family he's pissed off about. 
Yeah, yeah. The one that right. he's made it personal with. I mean, they're screwed. Yes, but they're screwed. They're he's going to eat them. I mean, he's just on, he's on a mission now. They, they, they might they might as well resign themselves. They're going to be eaten by the shark. They're, they're typically between ten and thirteen feet long. Okay? Oh, okay, that's why he's pico. But but you could be. Uh, I think the record, if I'm reading this right, is twenty point three feet long. So he's wow. seven and a half right now. So he's wow. at least got. He's only half his likely size, possibly only a third. But, um, oh, I had this other fun fact I wanted to read to you here. Um, anyway, I'll find it. But this fascinating. Oh, this is it. They can swim at bursts of 18.8 meters per second. Pat, what is that? Nobody knows. Nobody. There's no way to oh, tell. Oh, wait a minute. There's a calculator. Never mind. 42 miles per hour. So they can go as fast as 42 like miles per hour. Of, it says bursts of 42 miles per hour. Maybe wow. like a sprint or something there. But um, Wow. He's well, not messing around. He's not. <laughs> I mean, he's really, he's booking it to, to find this family. Scientists still aren't sure why he would do this, but it's theorized, get this, that it's searching for prey over the water. Of course he's searching for prey. He's searching for this Texas family who moved to the East Coast, wow. and he's going to kill them and eat them. So what we're saying is, if you know anyone that moved from Texas to Virginia around March or April-ish, Warn them. You might want to give them a call. Warn them. To say, hey, don't go to the beach. Don't go near the water. Or something. <laughs> okay. That's great. I know when, when uh, in what was that, Jaws 3, Jaws 4, this time it's personal. This time he's pissed off. <laughs> that family moved, I think, from Maine to Bermuda. Right, so they moved to an island place, which was really stupid. That of is them. stupid. You're trying to get away from the shark. Don't go to Bermuda, Ohio, maybe Iowa, Indiana, North Dakota, Montana. <laughs> there's a lot of places where the shark just can't get you, unless, of course, yes, there's a sharknado. Sharknado. But barring a sharknado, mm-hmm. shark will not be able to get you in those places. And nobody ever moves there. I don't know what the deal is, because it make it, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, you'd think that if you if you crossed a shark, right, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh boy, uh, I've done it this now time. Now we're screwed. So, honey, we're gonna move. I really got a, a mako shark uh, irate with me today. <laughs> <laughs> now it's not even a full grown shark, but I know he's pissed, and he still has pretty you know serious teeth in yeah. there. Yeah. Tell you what, so, you know how I was thinking about that job in Arlington, Virginia. <laughs> I'm actually going to call we're gonna back. Take it. I'm going to call the guy back in uh, Barrow, Alaska, mm-hmm. and see if that one's still on the table. Because <laughs> <laughs> the water up there never thaws. I think I don't know. Is Barrow Inland enough, or is no? It, it's at no. the northern tip. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's not going to work. I'm going to Edmonton. There's, I mean, the Edmonton. shark knows where you're going. <laughs> Somehow there's an innate sense. He can figure he, out how to get there. He knows where you're going, and he knows how to get there. Hmm. He didn't at first. He ran. He rammed right into Florida. Then he thought, oh, "Okay, I got to swim around this thing." So he's not. He's not brilliant. He is no. intelligent, right? But he's dumb enough to bump his little shark nose into the side of Florida. <laughs> but he figures it out quickly. So you might have a. <laughs> I gotta stop talking. He's not a genius shark. He's he's just a smart shark. He's just average than the. And the, he's just pissed. He's okay. more more intelligent than the average shark. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough to kill you.
All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So we're going to keep an eye. Yeah, we are on Pico the Mako Shark. I'm going to see if you if the public can track him, and if so, you as you know are going to tweet this out later. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course I knew. That. I mean, I just wanted to say that so everybody knew that. I just don't know how you knew it, but because I'm a freak and I can see into your right. mind. Uh, let me tell you about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, this is an awesome product, especially especially. If you don't appreciate the taste of vegetables, let's say you don't like broccoli or Brussels sprouts or green beans or kale. Let's just say, you know, you hate bitter, nasty tastes like I do. Uh, Well, this gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. All you have to do is take one scoop and put it into eight ounces of water. It flavors the drink. It sweetens it, makes it taste. If you dump it into water, it'll taste like Kool-Aid. If you put it into a uh, shake or a smoothie, it just sweetens it for you. It's that easy, and it really, really does taste great. Plus, you get that full serving of fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic that boost your immune system and have antioxidant power. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where CR Seattle tweets in hopes of starting the show with BYU euphoria. Uh, I will offer Pat my Utah BYU tickets if they go five and zero. Well, we didn't start the show with that, but um, mm-hmm. hopefully this will be because they are going five and zero. Okay, had this little argument with uh, Jeffy late last week. Yes, they have a very difficult schedule. In September. Uh, but this is the year. And October. And October. And November. <laughs> Part of November you is probably tough. don't have to worry too much about December. <laughs> Just saying. No, because they're not going to play again in their bowl game until January. Oh, nice save. That's why. That's why. So <laughs> uh, that's cool that we actually have uh, somebody who wanted to start the show with BYU euphoria. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, so first game one is uh, they actually start open fall camp on Thursday. And then first game is uh, September 1st against Arizona. Nebraska starts September 1st, too, right? Mm-hmm. Against some crappy opponent. Akron. Akron. Woo! Mm-hmm. Anytime Akron and Nebraska get together, you know you can throw the record books right out the window. Sure can. That's going to be a barn burner. Uh, Coach Frost's uh, house got broken into last night. Yeah, that sucks. Stole lots of championship rings and stuff. Oh, boy. Why, why, why does the world that happen? suck? You know what? I know. Uh, from JP tweets, the Texas shark in Virginia is obviously a Democrat and he's just following the blue wave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blue wave! A blue wave! Uh, Tom Sheehan says, so let me get this straight. A shark that lives in the ocean is swimming around? <laughs> what, what are they supposed to do? Tread water? I guess normally they don't. It's not normal for them to swim 4,100 miles. Yeah, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you this time, mm-hmm. it's personal, and he's going to find 
whatever Texas family pissed him off uh, and moved back east, he's he's coming to get him. Uh, the photographer who took, I, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I think this was last year. A photographer was out somewhere where there are polar bears taking photographs and found this emaciated looking polar bear, took a photo of it, sent it out. And everybody immediately assumed that the polar bear was starving due to global warming. Now, the, cl- the photographer who captured the shocking images is questioning the narrative that's been tied to his photograph now and his footage. He wrote an article for the August edition of Nat- National Geographic. Uh, she did. Christina Mittermeier lamented that the image was received by the general public in a way she and her team never intended. She said, with this image, we thought we had found a way to help people imagine what the future of climate change might look like. We were perhaps naive. Yeah, no kidding. The picture went viral. People took it literally. And people used it to to claim that it's going on right now. And this bear can't find any food because he, I guess all of his food has, has moved north or south. Or is all dead? I, I don't know. The footage was captured at Somerset Island in the Canadian Arctic. Mittermeier explained she snapped photographs while her colleague, Paul Nick, Nicklin, videoed, videoed the heartbreaking situation. Nicklin later posted his footage to Instagram, explaining it dem- demonstrated what starvation looked like in nature. However, they, they never blamed climate change. National, Graphic, National Geographic published the photo and the video spiraling the narrative out of control. The video quickly became the most watched video ever on National Geographic's website. How many how many do you think? How many views would the most watched National <laughs> Geographic video ever have? Oh, a good To me, I would have said I don't know, 100. <laughs> and I would have been quite wrong. Hmm. 2.5 billion. What? 2.5 billion people saw the images. Wow. Good gosh. Uh, so a big successful mission, except for one problem, uh, this out-of-control narrative that it was current climate change that caused this. This is what climate change looks like. Here we go. That's what everybody ran with. Uh, and climate change was highlighted in the in National Geographic's distinctive yellow Uh In retrospect, National Geographic admits they went too far with the caption. Other outlets ran dramatic headlines like this one from the Washington Post. We stood there crying. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they never said that. (laughs) Emaciated polar bear seen in gut-wrenching video and photos. Um, So, in the end, Mittermeier admitted she, quote, can't say that this bear was starving because of climate change, unquote. Indeed, after the images went viral, some experts said the bear's condition was attributed to age, illness, or even injury, not to climate change, which makes a lot of sense. Could have just been an old bear who just is too sick or not spry enough, and maybe arthritis is set in, and they can't catch the seals like they used to be able to. So ridiculous. I remember a few years ago, well, this is probably 10 or 11 years ago now, when, um, what's her face from NYPD Blue? 
Ah, what is the actress's name? Sharon something or other. Hang on, I got you. She did this. Uh, Lawrence? Yeah, Sharon Lawrence did this uh, for the World Wildlife Federation. A tragedy is unfolding in the world today. Yeah. Climate change is Climate threatening change. one threatening. of the most magnificent wild animals Gerbils. on the planet. Gerbils, right? I don't polar think so. bears. Oh, polar oh, bears. They're struggling That's to survive. Right. Struggling to survive. The ice is melting ice all around them. Melting and they're drowning. And they're food drowning. is becoming harder to find as they lose their and hunting grounds. They lose their hunting grounds. Their hunting grounds are only the largest hunting grounds in the world for any species on this planet. Mm. But don't mind any of that. Those are just facts. It, Climate change. Climate change. It's happening, it's happening right now. Right now. And it's leaving mothers weak mothers. and unable Me. to provide for their young. They're young. We're screaming to the moms. Help us, mother. I'm drowning. By the way, polar bears can swim. Uh, they're among the best swimmers in the animal kingdom. Um, and their cubs can swim too. But I guess they can't find any food to eat, you know, because. And cubs. Cubs. Dying. Dying. Without enough to eat. Without enough to eat. I'm hungry, Mama. I'm hungry. You can just hear him now. I, I, actually, Some, I did. That's part of the video, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> As the struggle and search for food continues. Struggle continues and the search. For polar food. bears are polar hanging bears. on for survival. Hang. There's only five times the number of polar bears. So the baby doesn't have any food. Right. It's begging its mama for food. Mm-hmm. But why is it every Christmas? I always see the mama giving the babies Cokes. Like oh, that's Coca-Cola. all the food they have. They got Coca-Cola in a bottle, mm-hmm. sipping through a straw, mind you, killing mm-hmm. the planet. Well, Coke sends them, you know, the holiday can uh, once a year. And, and that's, so all, that's all they like, get. That, donation, that corporate all donation that's all of Coca-Cola in a bottle mm-hmm. is all these mm-hmm. poor polar bears. Yeah, polar bears. They're starving mm. without enough food. So what else, Sharon? or anything else polar bears are on their way to extinction they are on their way despite the again 500 percent increase since 1970 but don't let that bother (laughs) if we don't act now most will die in our children's lifetime yeah Mm -hmm. but you can help change that can help change just give me money that's all call now and join the wildlife rescue team Okay. For just sixteen dollars a month. Is that all it cost me to save a polar bear? Sixteen dollars yeah. a month? Oh, yeah, that's like two hundred bucks a year. <laughs> not, that's not a bargain. I'm not spending two hundred bucks a year on polar bears. What are you going to do with them? What, with that money, what do I get? You'll be part of the most ambitious effort to save okay. wildlife and wild places the mm. world has ever seen. The world has ever WWF seen. is the only organization only on one. the ground. In over 100 countries, saving wildlife from extinction. Wait a minute. There aren't polar bears in 100 countries, though. There's... <laughs> so I guess they're saving other animals in other countries, too. But... Well, that's not what I signed up for. I know. I'm I signed up to up save polar the polar bears. bears, especially the babies that right. are hungry and only have Coca-Cola. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I don't care about Once a year, they get a Coke. That's tiger it. Tiger crap. Fighting to save their habitats. The habitats. Mm-hmm. No. Call the number on your screen nope. or join online. I can't online see the number right on the screen. Now, and you'll receive this polar bear photo and an exclusive wow. WWF t-shirt free. Really? With our thanks. I get a polar bear photo? If we don't act now, <laughs> it could be too late it for could the polar bear. Be. Yeah, for the polar bear. They'll, they'll be dead. Oh, man. They won't be thirsty. They'll be dead. 
Well, yeah, I mean, all the ice melted, so there's plenty of water to drink. <laughs> Fresh water for everybody. Just just no food, though. They can't find any seals uh, and, and the babies. Well, maybe are, they should stop killing them all. Maybe, maybe we need a fundraiser for seals because of the polar bear. Well, the seals, I, I think they had to leave, and uh, they had to go someplace else because... You know, they don't. Their food source, of course, is gone as well. What does a what does a seal eat? Fish, I'm guessing, of huh. some sort. And uh, I, the water is too warm for fish uh, in the Arctic. Hey, Pat. Yeah. Speaking of all these wild animals, mm. you know, coming up after the break, we've got an exciting update on Pico. Oh, good. Yeah, he's okay. uh, he's Pico got update. capabilities that we were not familiar with before. It's very exciting. Mm, it's scary, right. actually. It's very terrifying. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. And hey, welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're going to show you this um, map of of uh, Pico's pro- progress in a second. But uh, first, let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Uh, bomb Shot is something that everybody here, everybody in my family, has fallen absolutely in love with. It is lip balm that comes in this really cool little container. It looks like a shotgun shell, and it's super sturdy, and so it doesn't wind up a gooey mess in your pocket. That's thing one. Thing two is the lip balm actually protects your lips, moistens them, and and protects them from you know the rays of the sun, for instance. Wayne is the founder, and he created this because he couldn't find anything sufficient to protect his lips, even after he had developed uh, cancer from continual sunburned lips. Um, he still couldn't find anything on the market that helped him, so he invented. His own product and now sells it out of Boise, Idaho. It's a great American product, great American company, and it actually works. You're going to love this stuff. Bombshot Lip Balm. For Blaze listeners only, they've got a really special offer. Go to bombshot.com, use the promo code PAT, and when you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third free. When you buy a four-pack, you'll get a fifth free. If you buy a six-pack, they're going to set you up with this really cool Bombshot logo baseball hat. Look at this thing, huh? Right there. Right here. Is it? It covers your bald spot where, where you can't get the bald shot. Yeah. You know? Even if you don't have a bald spot, yeah. the cap still works. And look, so. and the cap, exa- and not only the cap works, but mm-hmm. the cap on this, you have that assurance. Oop, wasn't that the. You hear that? You hear mm-hmm. that? You hear that? I heard it. Yeah. That way you don't have the messy goo in solid. your pocket. It's solid. Plus, they'll throw, throw in free shipping for you. So, balmshot.com, promo code PAT, B A L M S H O T.com, balmshot.com. We're telling you about Pico, the uh, Mako shark, who has done something extraordinary. Apparently, no shark, no tagged shark, Knows anyway. Knows how to swim. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> they swim, but just not 4,100 miles away mm-hmm. from their natural area where they started out. This uh, shark was tagged off the coast of Texas. It's now off the coast of, let's take a look here. Mm-hmm. Look at this, man. They're actually tracking this shark 
in uh, in real time. <laughs> and it looks like not only is he past Virginia, he's yeah. up to the coast of Maryland now. Look at that. Look at that. Now, first of all, he's he's on a mission. And and look at look at where he crossed Florida. How do you do that? What? What did he walk across Florida? Oh my gosh! Did he fly across Florida? Dude is a threat. That's frightening. That is frightening in multiple levels. That leads me to believe that you're not safe. This Texas family that that uh, pissed him off, yes, isn't safe even on land because he obviously crossed <laughs> Florida. He crossed Florida. <laughs> like, like it's bad enough that the the Pico is swimming as fast and as far away as he is, you know, stunning the, the shark world, as it were. But mm. dude can clearly walk across land or fly. We don't know. Maybe he's a we flying don't know. shark. Maybe. Maybe he flew. I don't know. And by the way, that that map you can track Pico the shark. Uh, uh, go to at Pat Unleashed on your Twitter, and you'll find the link there. As you know, you just tweeted that out. Uh huh. Sure. And it's uh, fun to see uh, who's going to get eaten next. <laughs> but my goodness, I can't. I'm, I'm I wish we him. knew. I wish we knew so we could warn them. Because I, I don't know if they're aware. I don't know if they're aware oh, at this boy. point. It's very frightening. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Some good news. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg <clears throat> claims she's got another five years in her. Eighty five year old Ruth Bader Ginsburg, oldest serving member on the Supreme Court. Explained over the weekend, she plans to remain on the court for at least the next five years. Yes. Meaning Donald Trump may not have the chance to fill her seat uh, if she gets her way. So she's trying to out outstay Trump's term as president. So she says at least five years because that way, if he's uh, not reelected, then of course she'd probably retire. But if he is I guess she could keep going. That's a nightmare. <laughs> and then she's already, what, hired some staff for the next two terms? That's great. So she's... Good news. Yeah, good news. She says, "My, I'm now 85. My senior colleague, Justice John Paul Stevens, he stepped down when he was 90. So I think I have about at least five more years, she told CNN. Uh, what a nightmare. Ginsburg's future on the court has been the subject of much speculation since uh, President Trump became president because her departure, retirement or death, as the article states, would afford Trump the opportunity to shift the court's ideological tilt for at least the next two decades, which would be fantastic. (laughs) If Ginsburg were to depart the bench with Trump still in office, the president would have the opportunity to appoint his third justice to the court uh ginsburg ginsburg's comments came after she viewed a play about the late supreme court justice antonin scalia called the originalist despite their ideological and interpretive differences scalia and ginsburg were known to be uh, really close friends they vacationed together they hung out together with their spouses and they were really close which is weird I, i don't know how that's possible She also spoke about Scalia on Sunday, commenting on how his strengths as a jurist challenged her to grow. If I had my choice of dissenters when I was writing for the court, it would be Justice Scalia, she said. Sometimes it was like a ping pong game. Uh, There's also that movie coming out. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I just looked it up. The release date, 
You know when that's coming out? I, I was about to make plans for you and me and Jeffy to go watch this movie. Uh-huh. Comes out on Christmas Day. No way, really? Yeah. Not till Christmas? I'm certainly not spending Christmas with Jeffy. Uh, no. So. No. Or Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to wait uh, to see that one <laughs> until after the holidays. But I can't, uh, you know, there's this genius scene in it where Ginsburg makes such a powerful point. The word woman does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. Nor does the word freedom. Your Honor. Your Honor. Take that! Yeah! Booyah! Woo! Yeah! Take that! Whatever yes. Supreme Court evil justice you were supposed whoever to be. Whoever you are, whoever you are, you just melted. You you are uh, chum for Pico the Shark now! Except the word freedom is in the Constitution, mm. so. Sorry, take it back. I take that back. Uh, yeah. My analogy sucks. Lessens the blow just a tad, doesn't it? <laughs> I love that. Just the right amount of pause, the right amount of no music for a second, and then it comes back in. Oh, what a statement that was. <laughs> yeah, except it's uh, a lie. So maybe you could have checked that. I don't know. <laughs> Is that possible? There's no so, proofreader? There, there's something called Google or something on the internet. Oh, I've heard of you, that. Yeah. Google. Yeah, I think it's Google. Dot, is it dot org or something? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's I think it's actually dot com. Google dot com where you can check facts. I just heard about it. I didn't want to like I mean if there's like any question, like you wouldn't it wouldn't surprise you to the point where you would say, wait a minute, is that true? There's the word freedom never appears in the constitution. We better look into that. You don't even consider that possibility? It's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. Of course, they've probably gotten so much flack for it now. I wonder if they've... Maybe they've had the common sense and decency to remove that from the movie. Although I doubt it. No, that's the that's probably it. the highlight. They thought that was the greatest moment of the show. Jeez. And this is the part where she says... She just lays out a Supreme Court justice right here. Your Honor. Neither does... The word woman never appears in the U.S. Constitution. Neither does the word woman or freedom oh your honor i mean freedom yeah take two neither does the word freedom your honor boom there you go boom okay. now it had the impact it needed i mean run that to print <laughs> we're done here today and they did mm-hmm. which was uh stupid of them triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three speaking of uh being stupid <laughs> they're thinking about changing the name of Austin, Texas. Oh, boy. Why? Because Stephen F. Austin was such an evil bastard. That's why. Okay? Just know, uh, regardless of what you read in your history books, Stephen F. Austin was terrible. Uh, He opposed, apparently he did oppose, however, uh, an attempt by Mexico to ban slavery in the province of Tejas, when it was the province, and said if slaves were freed, they would turn into vagabonds, a nuisance, and a menace. Okay, well, in 18... Think of this. In 1830 or 31, 32, the thought process from these whites who didn't know these black people, they didn't... They knew that they hadn't been educated... They knew that they'd grown up in slavery. 
They didn't know what would happen to them if they were released. Would they even be able to, you know, make their way? It was that it was the mentality of the time. You can't look back in 2018 and apply the standards and the things that we know today to 1831. This is lunacy. But for that reason, the city of Austin's equity office suggested renaming the city in a report about existing Confederate monuments that was published this week. So they're also looking at uh, ridding the city of Confederate monuments and changing the names of city streets. Uh, they've, they've got a list of streets to be possibly renamed um, because maybe the person the street was named after was a slave owner or maybe they said something bad or maybe they just don't like the their white privilege i i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know um but this is interesting because uh it's the capital city of texas and you're going to change the name now now again it's just a consideration and it's just something they're they're thinking about doing right now. But would that surprise anybody if they actually did it? What would you want to rename? San Francisco. Okay. Just call it what it is. But San see, Francisco, Texas. That's where I thought. I was thinking Little Cali. Okay. Yeah. Something like right. that. But then I got to thinking, crap, that's the capital of Texas. Right. So we want to say, I'm going down to Little Cali, Texas. I know. Um, maybe, well, I tell you what. Boston, Texas. Let's let them change their name and then we'll move the capital to... Dallas or Houston. Anywhere else. Yes, anywhere. San, San Antonio. I don't care. <laughs> well, no, because then they're going to screw with the Alamo there. So so that, that that's getting messed up, too. You're going to make that more politically correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shiner, you, Texas. George P. Bush. I got it. We're done. Shiner, Texas. That's a great place for a capital. Um, a change to the city's name, meanwhile, uh, likely would require an election since Austin would have to be struck from the city charter and replaced. Can you imagine... The cost of that? I mean, I, I don't even know what that would cost. You'd have to change so many things. And you'd want to because if you're ridding the city of its name because of the person it was named after, well, then you got to change everything. Everything. Because everything's offensive. Yeah. Everything named for, for Stephen Austin is now taboo, and you can't do it anymore. It's... Lunacy. The the trajectory that we are on as a nation. Frightening. That, I mean, there's not going to be anything left after named after George Washington left. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I mean, that's already begun. They've already they've already started that process. People who want to rename junior high schools uh, that are Jefferson School or mm-hmm. George Washington Elementary or whatever, those are already under attack. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, if you have a gun and you want to become really proficient with it. Here's a great way to do that. Go to itargetpro.com and buy this app. It This system utilizes your f- smartphone and their proprietary app and a laser in place of the bullet so that it detects exactly where your shots are landing. It's a really cool system, and it saves you a bunch of money in not having to buy all kinds of ammo and then going to the range, paying the range fees, Utilizing the gas to and from, you don't have to bar- bother with any of that. Now you can practice home defense in your home. So you can test out different angles, you can maximize your tactical advantage, and you can do it all using your own personal firearm right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. 
Plus, right now, you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're we're being asked now if uh, Pico yeah. the Mako shark may have swam across a Florida river that yeah. connects the Atlantic to the Pacific. I don't know that yeah. there are these <laughs> vice versa, but is there one like that? Well, no. You mean like from the Gulf of like Mexico. The, from the Gulf of Mexico mm-hmm. to the Atlantic? Yeah, it was a question posed on Twitter by Kelly Silva. She tweeted at Pat Unleashed, and she's asking, "Is there a river?" And I'm checking out this map. I don't think of so. Florida. I mean, there's that lake down there. You know. Uh, there's just one here. lake down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get. Okay, it. there's one lake. But it's and, like, uh, but it had to. Be, the, the, <laughs> the dude went a straight line. You know what I'm saying? Like if he went in Fort Myers, he could get inland. Oh no, Pat. Mm. Oh no, Pat. There is a river. The Kalasahatchee River. Oh my gosh. That goes from the Gulf. Yeah, he, to the Atlantic. This, this, this really? cat. Hold on. It goes. It goes from the. It goes from the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. And it goes to this uh, Lake, lake Okeechobee. And now I'm trying to see if on the other side, if he could have done it. He might have just taken a bus from Port Mayaka <laughs> across the rest of the way. Okay, I mean, so he, he got to the lake. He and got then to Lake Okeechobee. Got on the other side of the lake and then took a bus the rest of the way. That's I mean, what we think right this now. This is a very, this guy, he, he, he's he uses his man. resources, man. I'm telling you, he's pissed enough that nothing will stop him, not even <laughs> land. <laughs> Nothing. That's how pissed he is at this family. I don't know what they did to him. <laughs> but he found a shortcut. I mean, he took Highway 70. <laughs> he he hooked up with I 95 for a short stretch. And took he's a like, shortcut oh, across look, Florida. That's... There, there's the Atlantic. I think I'll. Tell me that's not impressive. Go ahead. Tell me. I mean, tell me he's not going to get whatever family he's after. He's going to kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be. Making sure that their affairs are in order because we will, we they're will, not long for this world. We will continue to update you on Pico's progress mm. on a regular basis. I've made a note, mm-hmm. and we're going to find out where he ends up. Because again, can we see the can we see their map real quick? Because <laughs> we'll show you where he cut across Florida. <laughs> he took a shortcut. Okay, so there that that's the uh, <laughs> so that's that river right that I just told you about the yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I lost the name now, but anyway, it's uh it, he got over to Lake Okeechobee, right? and then he cut right across Florida. <laughs> Because he's like, oh, I'm not swimming all the way around that. Yeah. He takes Highway uh, 70, uh-huh. hooks up with I-95 for a short stretch, and then he's back, <laughs> back in the ocean. I love this story. <laughs> we might be the only ones, but I, I love the story. Pico. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All plan. This is really good. It's a, it's a plan. It's obviously single-payer health care system. Uh, it would increase government health care spending... By just a little bit, okay? <laughs> totally and completely worth it, though. <laughs> Keep that in mind. It always is, when right? I, when I tell you the amount of spending it oh, would cost. Okay. It would just increase government health care spending. This is the increase, not the total cost. $32.6 trillion over 10 years. 
I mean, it's nothing, right? 32. That's only 3 trillion 260 billion a year. That's only, you know, the federal uh, budget. That's barely anything. Yeah. <laughs> 3 trillion. So the budget every year mm-hmm. is what? 4 4 or 5 billion trillion? This would increase it by almost the entire budget of the United States of America every year. Which is already insane because we got on Obama's case when it went over wow. $2 trillion. I mean, can you believe this? The latest plan from the Vermont Independent, Independent uh-huh, would require historic tax increases as government replaces what employers and consumers now pay for health care. Oh, I mean... It would deliver significant savings on administration and drug costs, but increased demand for care would drive up spending. Uh, Sanders' plan builds on Medicare, the popular insurance program for seniors. All U.S. residents would be covered with no co-pays or deductibles for medical services. Now, that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want that? Everybody wants free health care. But what does that mean in reality? It means lesser care for everybody. It has to, because there's no way you can handle this kind of free system. No, and, and they just, Campus Reform did another great video out there um, uh, along um, Astagio, I can't ever remember her name, Cortez's, Ocasio, Ocasio Cortez, Cortez, that chick. Yeah. Yeah, they were asking her, asking the, the constituents out there, they're going to vote her into office, you know? Talk about socialism, you know? <laughs> and how would you pay for it? Oh, boy. they Nobody nobody even stops for five seconds to think about this stuff. Because they don't care about it. They don't care. As long as it's not them paying for it, they don't care. And they don't realize that it is. It is them. You yes. are paying for it. Yeah. Although, you know, they're not making the kind of money right now where it matters all that much to them. Eventually, they will be, and it will cost them dearly. But they don't. they don't care about that. They don't look down the road far enough because they don't have the life experience to do that yet. So the apparently the private insurance industry would be relegated to some kind of minor role. Enacting something like Medicare for All would be a transformative change in the size of the federal government, according to Charles Blahouse, the study's author. He was a senior economic advisor to former President George W. Bush and a public trustee of Social Security and Medicare during the Obama administration. So he's been around Republicans and Democrats. Uh, Responding to the study, Sanders took aim at uh, the center, which receives funding from conservatives like the Koch brothers. Uh, He said, if every major country on earth can guarantee health care to all and achieve better health outcomes. Yeah, they don't, though. They don't get better health outcomes. While spending substantially less per capita than we do, it's absurd for anyone to suggest the United States can't do the same. This grossly misleading and biased report is the Koch brothers' response to the growing support in our country for a Medicare for All program. His office, however, has not done a cost analysis. (laughs) So he doesn't have any idea if this estimate is in the right range or not. And what they're saying is it'll cost us $3.2 trillion a year. And I'll bet you, I'll bet that's a low estimate. But Pat, if it saves one life. 
Isn't it worth it? It would just save one life. I mean, one. are you trying right. to put a value on on some on human life? No, um, you, can't. you can't. Somebody out there needs this government assistance. If it was ten trillion dollars a year, we mm-hmm. should do it. We should do it because you're right. If it mm-hmm. saves one life. Now, is this ten trillion U.S. dollars or ten trillion Venezuelan dollars? Yeah, it's U.S. Okay. Yeah, it's you. This is before. Well, this could contribute to the economic collapse, but <laughs> right now this is before economic collapse. You see where, where the paper that the money in Venezuela is printed on is literally worth more? Oh, yeah. Did. The, yeah, isn't that amazing? I, t- I cannot. Jeez. I can't imagine. That's what happens. That's what happens. There it is. Socialism in action. Uh, we'll play for you the uh, reaction to, um, to, to socialism from Ocasio-Cortez supporters as they talk about socialism and who ends up paying for these programs and how profound their thinking is. Share that with you coming up here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat Gray. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Check it out now, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. Campus Reform does some really good stuff. Uh, they go to these campuses and ask students on campus easy questions that they never know the answer to, or they don't care about the answer. In this case, uh, they went to talk to passersby who supported, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and talked to her about, uh, talked to them about, uh, socialism. And you you love the socialist policies of Alexandria, right? Who who's going to pay for all of this stuff? And here's what happened. So her platform includes um, free health care, college tuition, the minimum living wage, housing as a human right. Are those things that you think the government should be providing for people? Absolutely. Uh, are those things that you would support? Yes, it is. Are those all things that you would support the government subsidizing? One hundred percent. I feel like everyone should have like. Um, free um, education and health care. How are we going to pay for those? Oh, God. I mean... Us. Us, I guess. Who, in your mind, should pay for all of the free things? All of the free things? Well, some of it should come from taxes, but the government should pay for it. But the government is funded by taxes. Yeah. I don't know where the money would come from, but they can figure it out. Okay. (laughs) More taxes on the rich people. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, they can afford tax corporations, let's tax the 1% and find a way to support a living wage. The people with a good idea and a good reason to spend their tax money wouldn't mind actually paying more taxes. There are so many of these countries out there that are employing a lot more socialism in their government and into their politics, and they're doing really well. So, Is Venezuela doing that? Ooh, I don't know too much about Venezuela, honey. I think they need to... I mean... Are they still oh, communist okay. right now? Like, they're technically socialist. Okay, okay. Look at other countries. It works. Like other countries, you pay higher taxes, but your government takes care of you. So when you see 
the social system failing in Venezuela, does that concern you? I mean... No. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> My family's Cuban, and, like, I've seen the downfall of, like, extreme leftism. But also, like, I see how it, like, boosts the community, and, like, it has its up and downs, and I think we can definitely learn from history okay. on that terms. Okay. Our country needs change, and if it has to be on the opposite side, on the extreme polar opposite side, maybe it's what we need. Privatized health care is a huge issue, and if it was a government-funded thing, that would be... You know, when there aren't... Do you think the government would run it more efficiently? In a perfect world, sure. I'm liberal. <laughs> I don't know exactly, uh. like, where I'd stand, but I know, like, democratic socialism is better than conservative. It's just better than... It's the better option. In what way? Um, I, when I think of it, I just think of, like, more open-minded people, people that aren't, like, as economically conserved. Uh-huh. Boy, that's that is painful to watch and listen to. These get harder and harder to take. Oh man. I mean Um I just think it's better. In what way? Um when I think of it, I just think of open minded people. Yeah. Okay. And people who aren't as okay. economically conserved. Conser- economically conserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what, that, I mean, that's just what she said. Oh, good just gosh. Uh, and who's going to pay for it? I don't know, but they can figure it out. Uh, who, who are they? And how do they figure it out? And you've got every confidence that they can? Okay. And the rich people wouldn't mind paying more. No, if it's for um, something good? No, I got news to, for you. I, I think they will mind. <laughs> I think they will mind. And if you ever get to that, obviously you're not going to because you got the mindset that the government's supposed to take care of you. But if you were to ever get to that level, you you would mind too. This, I mean, everybody wants the government to take care of them. You don't want to take care of yourself. You you don't want the opportunity to go out and do what you can with your with your skills. You want the government to just give you your needs. Wow. You know what you sound like. You sound like someone who is more economically conserved. Really? I didn't mean to because that's not open-minded, obviously. Hmm. I didn't mean to sound like that. Okay. Well, work on that. Okay. Hmm. I'll try to be less economically conserved. Uh, See how that works? Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Arc Builders PA says, uh, I wasn't sold on the $16 a month subscription until they threw in the WWF t-shirt. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, it's for the uh, oh, okay. World, Wild, Wild, so, World yeah. Wildlife Foundation. I couldn't believe it when they, that was they what, 10, 12, 15 years suit. ago? I know. Could not believe the WWF lost that lawsuit to the World Wildlife Foundation. That shows you how powerful that that foundation is. Uh, from uh, Sniper Triple B, hate to burst your bubble on the shortcut for Pico. Hmm. Makos are not one of the are not one of the few species that can survive in fresh water, but sharks are the only ones around here that can. Okay, wait a minute. Nice try, Sniper Double B Triple B. Oh, excuse me, my mm-hmm. bad. Don't short him a yeah, B. I know. Uh, Don't do it. Pico the Mako mm-hmm. is obviously. This just adds to his resume. I mean, he, okay. he can find a way to survive in fresh, in fresh water, water and cross across the state okay. there. And uh, 
I mean, he's, it makes more sense that he special. swam through waterways rather than walked across the land. Yeah. Right? Or, or as G.D. Chappell says, look, people in Florida are crazy. Example, I may or may not have given a shark who was trying to return a wallet a ride across the state the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> He may or may not have. May or may not. I mean, right. we don't know. But look, <laughs> I contend there's another story here. I don't think it's this hatred for this family that Pico is hung up on. I think he's in love. I think he's doing this for love. No way. There's some chick shark out there, you mm. know, and he's trying to find her. Really? I think that's what's happening. Well, they don't normally leave and go 4,100 miles away from their home. Don't underestimate mm. the power of love, especially right. when it's shark love. Well, what what was the what was the she shark leaving for? Why did she leave? She might have. She's. They took her to some circus in England. Oh. He's actually. That's because okay. you see the map. You know, he's mm-hmm. veering off. He's headed toward Europe right now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, from Coop Clown, uh, don't like the name Austin, Texas? Fine. Reagan, Texas has a nice ring to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm sure they'd think so, too. <laughs> uh, the city fathers in Austin, you know they love Ronald Reagan. You know they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, love this story, too. The NFL has just ordered Jerry Jones to stop talking about the national anthem. <laughs> oh, Okay. According to the report, Jones was scheduled to talk to several TV stations on Sunday, but told them that he would not answer questions about that topic. Jones also said the Cowboys' policies about the anthem uh, were not permitted. Uh, he said, our, pos- our policy is you stand during the anthem, toe on the line, he said, and then stop talking about it because he was ordered to. My goodness. I mean, I'm sorry, NFL. Mm. Nice try having it both ways. Oh, we're going to let the teams, uh, you know, they're, they're going to handle the disciplinary action. Okay, well, here's an owner in Dallas. It's like, you know what? We're not going to tolerate our players kneeling. Mm-hmm. Well, you better stop talking about that. What, what the hell? I'm... I know. <laughs> uh, I think Dak spoke out about this, right? Dak Prescott, the uh, Cowboys quarterback, had this to say uh, about uh, the protests and the anthem. I never protest. I never protest during the anthem, and I don't think that's the time or the venue to do so. Uh, the game of football has always brought me such a peace, and I think it does the same for a lot of people. A lot of people playing the game, a lot of people watching the game, a lot of people that have any impact of the game. So when you bring such a controversy uh, to the to the stadium, to the field, to the game, uh, it takes away. It takes away from that. It takes away from the joy and to the, the love that football brings a lot of people. I'm Thank you. up for taking a next step, that whatever that step may be, uh, for action and not just nailing. Nice. I like this guy. And he's really not he's really not taking a stand against the people who are doing it. Uh he's taking a stand that you know, let's just do the next thing. What's next? All right, you made your point. You're protesting something. Now let's do something else. Maybe we take this to the next level. Um and actually do something for somebody. Seems to make sense to me. Also Zeke Elliott, another big cowboy. Uh it said, said this uh, about the anthem. Us as a team, we chose to stand together for the national anthem. And uh, mm-hmm. it was our decision. And I think it just shows our culture. It shows that, mm. you know, that uh, we, have, we have unity. We're going to stand as one. That's not knocking anyone else who may choose to kneel during the national anthem. But we're the Dallas Football Cowboys, America's team. We stand for the national anthem. I like that. We're the Dallas Football Cowboys, America's team. We stand for the national anthem. <laughs> Guy knows what he's talking about in Dallas, Texas. It just—it's smart. It's just good business. 
Um, but they're, of course, being attacked uh, by other NFL players and, and people on Twitter. And Malcolm Jenkins, defensive player for the Philadelphia Eagles, criticized uh, Jerry Jones, contrasting the Cowboys policy to that of Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie, who has encouraged his players to use their platform to bring attention to important issues. Yeah, he's a flaming liberal idiot. The, the Eagles owner is a progressive moron. Of course he's encouraging all this. Uh, Jenkins said, Jeffrey's been very supportive of us from the beginning. I don't see Jeffrey as a bully like Jerry Jones is. Jerry Jones is not bullying anybody, paying them millions of dollars a year to play a game, and then asking them to stand for the anthem so it doesn't hurt his business. Oh, these morons. This It just drives me out of my mind. I wonder how bullied you feel when you're making $5 million a year. Want to carry a football around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, wow, that's a real bully tactic. Paying <laughs> somebody that kind of money to work for you. And then you have the nerve to ask them or to tell them how to act at work. And by the way, I get the impression from, from Prescott and uh, Zeke Elliott that the Cowboys decided this as a team. I get the impression that they all wanted to do this. Maybe Jones went down there and, and he had a talk with these guys. And he said, look, this, you know, do we continue to hurt the business and hurt the product? If you guys want to protest out, outside of work on your own time, I'll support that. But on Sundays, when you're playing the game and you know, you're on camera, we'll stand for the anthem. Okay? You're representing... This is Jerry Jones. You're representing the company that I own. Yeah. This is what I'm asking of you. Right. And I don't know if he laid down the law like that or if they all came to that conclusion after listening. Who knows? Who knows? But the point is, they all seem to be on board with it. So you're going to bash him now for it? Apparently Malcolm Jenkins is because he knows better. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about EOD Fudge. This is a great company that uh, was started by Aaron Hale who's a former Navy chef turned Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team member. And uh, unfortunately, while he was disposing of uh, an improvised explosive device, another one detonated right in his face. And he was uh, really badly wounded. He overcame countless obstacles. And during his recovery, returned to his love of cooking as, as therapy. And it turned out to be really therapeutic. And so he was making all this delicious fudge and candy. And his wife started giving it out to neighbors. And then people started asking if they could buy more because it was so good. So they started EOD Fudge, Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short. And you can choose from all kinds of chocolate delights from fudge, mint alps, the strawberry white, the triple threat fudge. Strawberry white, baby. Caramel apples, brownies, all kinds of really, really good confections. When you use the offer code BLAZE at checkout, uh, you'll get 10% off your order. Go to eodfudge.com. You're going to love this stuff. Can pretty well guarantee that. eodfudge.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez traveling all over the country right now, trying to uh, get uh, similar radicals into office. Yeah, I, like I just, I just hope this doesn't work out uh, for her and for them. Um, <clears throat> can you imagine? In order to win her endorsement, you got to be, well, you got to be a, a socialist like she is. Uh, she is trying. She is trying to get young socialists into the Democrat Party and into the Congress to take over the Democrat Party. And I, you know, they pretty much are taking over the Democrat Party. It's just very strange to me. Are are the rank and file Democrats across the country okay with this? I I, I don't have a really good sense about like a Democrat in Iowa. Are you thinking right now, yeah, Ocasio-Cortez is speaking my language, boy. Free health care for all. Free college education for all. A guaranteed job at a guaranteed livable wage. <laughs> and guaranteed housing. Hmm. Are you okay with all that? Well, what comes with the house, though? I mean, I don't want just like a roof, four walls. I mean, I'm going to need some of that high-speed internet that that chick in North Carolina got a long time ago. <laughs> How about some hot water that's paid for? Sure. Electricity. Uh-huh. Uh, we already covered the high-speed internet, right? Yeah. How about um, how about an mm-hmm. Obama phone? You know, uh, right. That's got to come in the house. You, you know? got to have an Obama phone. Um, how about... Um, I mean, what kind of refrigerator? You got to have not just some kind of crappy... You don't want a Frigidaire. You want a... Uh, uh, at least you want a sub-zero fridge, huh? right? Well, what about Maybe a wolf or a Viking? Stainless steel sinks to go in that kitchen. Otherwise, it's just not going to look right. And how am I going to stay on top of the news without a flat screen TV of at least 40 inches wide on the oh, wall? Oh, 40? Are you, what are you le- talking about? I said at about? least. I'm talking about poverty, poverty? level. Poverty? Yes. Wow. And then, you know, with that, you have to have access. I need, I need a government provided for subscription to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. <laughs> you have to how, have am I, that. how am I going to stay in touch with the world and know what's going on? Those are basic necessities of life at this point. They're just basic necessities. You have to have them. You have to have at least, and, and nobody should have to put up with the commercials on Hulu. Right. So right. you've got to have at least the Hulu Plus. And the, yep. Am I right? Of course I'm right. I, I'm. I'm See the absurd the conversations that we have today mm-hmm. about the state of society and politics mm-hmm. and the arguments that we have if we could transport ourselves back 20 years and say man one day we're going to be arguing about you know who gets to use which potty at target oh or in our kids school I wouldn't have believed it or, I mean, see I mean, you could apply this to so many things uh-huh. so what seems so absurd today is going to be the conversation 20 years from now yeah well when you've got People that are just flat out saying, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a socialist. Mm-hmm. I'm a democratic socialist, though. I, you know, I'm going to be elected." Okay, and then you implement socialist policies. Well, yeah, sure, but in America, n- no one should go without all of these basic necessities. In in the richest country in the world, well, I would have never thought that approach would work, and here we are seeing it right before our eyes, seeing that it is in fact working. You know, it's just the it's just the the messenger 
with it. I mean, the the message is so much more palatable from Alexandria Cortez than it is from Bernie Sanders, <laughs> let's say. And yet Sanders was popular, too, because he's talking about things people want to hear. Yeah, I don't want to have to pay for college. Yeah, I don't want to have any debt when I get out of it. Well, who doesn't want to have zero debt out of college? And you can make that happen, by the way, with your own hard work. If you if you earn money before you go to school or you earn money while you're going to school and you pay as you go. Have you ever heard of that? No, that's not even considered anymore. Did you just suggest people work? Yeah, and they pay their way through college. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to have a discussion, and it's called a mincome, so that I don't have mm. to work mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Well, we heard from uh, <laughs> we heard from Nancy Pelosi during the argument about health care that you you could quit your job and you'll still be taken care of health care wise if you're an artist and you just want to. You just want to do your art all day. Do you remember that discussion? I do. Yeah. Freeze up your time. You know, you can freeze up your time. Concentrate on your hobbies and yeah. let the government provide your health care for you. Well, yeah. now they're now they're providing. They're talking about providing all kinds of things, including uh, a minimum wage paying job. That actually, I mean, the minimum is that it's a good income, a livable income. Wait, a job? I don't know who qualifies that. Uh, we're still talking about working. Yeah, but you do have to, yes. But oh, they're, you're hell. guaranteed a job. You're guaranteed uh, health care. You're guaranteed an education. Uh-huh. You're guaranteed a place to live. Well, if I'm guaranteed that, I should be at least be guaranteed food, yeah. too, shouldn't I? Yeah. What about Hulu? I haven't heard you mention like the free Hulu yet. Well, yeah, we already discussed the free Hulu. Okay. All right. As long as that comes with the housing. No, that's Otherwise, already, that's a done deal, man. Okay. That's a done deal. Yep, that's going to be... And that's, it's got to be at least a 52-inch TV. 52? Yeah, it's got to well, be. See, this is the debate in Anything someone like Cortez's small. district 20 years from now. It's going to be, my opponent just wants you to have a free place to live. I want you to have unlimited streaming of your favorite shows. On, I give up. Oh. You, well, and you should never. You should never have to put up with your Netflix uh, buffering. Buffer, I mean, that little circle that. of death? Yeah, this is... That is uh, <laughs> That's unacceptable. This is Merca. It on. does feel like a circle of death when it happens. So now, because it's so unusual to have it happen. Yep. Uh, Abdul El Saeed, currently running uh, third in Michigan's Democratic primary for governor, thirty-three-year-old former Detroit health commissioner, progressive, Muslim, and an undeniable underdog. However, he happens to have earned the blessing of one. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And uh, she has come to campaign for him. In the month since her win, Ocasio-Cortez has gotten too big to stay put in the Bronx. She's become an instant celebrity of the Democratic resistance, as well as, uh, as the article states, a prime pinata for right-wing adversaries seizing on her every utterance. Well, yeah, because she's insane. Anti-American insane. And now her road show, her show is on the road as she lends support to a brigade of upstart insurgents. She hopes to help lift her into the fold. She hopes to lift into the fold. Uh, Last weekend, she went from Kansas to Missouri to rally for three congressional candidates. Uh, This past weekend, she hit four cities in Michigan to campaign for El Saeed. She certainly validated the brand of politics that we're engaged in. Unapologetic, honest, 
focused on speaking truth to power and inspiring and engaging voters who felt locked out of the system for a long time. Wow, that's that's really powerful, according to El Sayed. I think she brings a certain energy and validity to that approach. A lot of the folks in the Democratic establishment will tell you the only way you win is speaking right to the middle of Democratic issues. We've got to be a lot more focused on the issues that real people are talking about and not these talking points. She's shown how it's done. So this is the politics of the future in the Democrat Party. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see if it works. And you definitely want to hear these pitches from all of these Democrats. um, Yeah, you do. And know how outrageous they are. So (laughs) if uh, your ears aren't cleaned out, you may not be able to. And when they get all stuffy and and you get things in there like, I don't know, earwax, they can be painful. They can be itchy. Uh, you might want to be tempted to use cotton swabs. That just pushes everything back into the eardrum. The, the candles set your head on fire. You don't need that. Uh, but there is a really great solution for this. Uh, it's called the, the WaxRx system. Hmm. It's designed by physicians. And it's the one they trust the most and use the most. Because it's like the system they use in their office. It's just less expensive. comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears safely, conveniently at home for less than you would pay uh, a doctor for a visit there. Go to usewaxrx.com to order your reusable earwash system today. And use the offer code RADIO to have it shipped right to your door for free. Promo code uh, gets standard free shipping. So go to usewaxrx.com and order yours right now. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Welcome. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Not only do we have Alexandria Ocasio Cortez running around the country talking about socialism. Uh, here in Texas, we've got Beto O'Rourke running around the state talking about <laughs> socialist policies. He doesn't call him that because uh, he wants to be elected in Texas, but that's what they are. In fact, I think he supports a lot of the same things that Ocasio-Cortez does. Over the weekend, State Ag Commissioner Sid Miller <laughs> posted a picture on Twitter uh, of of uh, Beto O'Rourke, the guy who's running against Ted Cruz for the U.S. Senate seat. Uh, and this this is from him. He, just a reminder of who this guy, <laughs> of who Beto O'Rourke yeah. is. Uh-huh. Uh, and can we see the can we see the picture? That's beautiful. There he is. Look at that. Uh, that's that's Beto on the far left. <laughs> what in is the that? World? A, is he wearing a dress? I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but, that's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm just of curious. Of course. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think this it's is a his blast. rock band Foss. Uh, it's a punk rock band. Mm-hmm. Foss. Mm-hmm. Now. 
the guy in the middle, how do I vote for that guy? Yeah. That's the guy I want to vote for. Is that like Pee Wee Herman <laughs> Jr.? <laughs> I don't know who he is, <laughs> but I love him. I, I want to vote for Paul the guy Rubin. in the middle. <laughs> I don't know what his policies are. I don't, I don't know if he's running for anything, but I want to vote for that guy. He just looks angry. Beto looks uh, pretty tough, doesn't he? For for uh, what, hmm. He was like 20 in that picture. He was in the, the punk rock band Foss at the time and producing music like this. They, they went on Good Morning El Paso, I think was the name of the oh, no. show. And at the very, first of all, he, he uh, was interviewed by the host of the show. And then they got up at the end and were tuning up and getting ready to play some song and... <laughs> Time was running out, oh, so no. the guy is telling him, okay, you better get going here and play. It's worth waiting for. Okay, this brilliant guitar you hear at the beginning <laughs> is, in fact, Beto O'Rourke. Bob, I'm afraid the show's going to be over before they get done. The guitar stylings of Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> so well, that's good, right? Oh, but it really kicks in now. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's he is jamming now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> few sour notes there, I think. A few. And, uh... Okay, so there it is. The song stylings of punk rock band Foss. Featuring Beto O'Rourke, whose actual name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. So... Super, super yeah. Hispanic sounding, isn't he? <laughs> See, the problem is, he is sort of misleading the voters of this state what by using the uh hispanic nickname beto and so everybody assumes he is uh jeffy was just telling this story he w- w- he was at a doctor's office last week or the week before and his doctor said so what's the deal with this beto guy this uh uh this hispanic that's running against uh, um uh ted cruz so we got two Hispanics running for the for the office now, huh? Jeffy's like, no, uh, Beto O'Rourke's not Hispanic. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he's Irish. <laughs> he's Irish. And I, so I don't know if it's a scam. He claims that he got this nickname pre-kindergarten. <laughs> Why would an Irish American kid get a get a Hispanic nickname pre-kindergarten? And Why? who gets a nickname pre-kindergarten anyway? Right? Stop it. It's nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. He's trying to pander to a Hispanic voting populace. Hispandering. And he's Hispandering is exactly what he's doing here. So, look, when you were dumping that... And it pisses that, me off. It pisses me off, too. But also what pisses me off is the fact that you played that music uh, into the, uh, the the audio vault earlier before the show began. Mm-hmm. And I was exposed to that that those and musical stylings of one Beto O'Rourke on yeah. the guitar. Yeah, I know. And it now will not leave my head. And that's in your head now, right? It's in mine too. Mm-hmm. And you're welcome. Do you think the audience? Do you think it's in their yes. head? Yes. And you're welcome. Again? Should they hear it one more time? Just right, to make sure time. it gets in their head. Hurry up, guys. The show's about over. Let's kick. Let's kick. There he is. He's kicking into gear now. Bye, 
stand up and pray. Your show's going to be over before they get done. That is, that is a dying cat. So bad. So bad. <laughs> Catchy, though. Is it? I think you have to admit that. That's what we're going with? Catchy. Yeah, it's a, it's a catchy tune from Beto. So he's 44 now. Um, he was uh, like 20 when this happened. Uh, so he is the son of a an El Paso judge whose family immigrated to the United States from hmm? not Mexico or no. Guatemala. Honduras. Manawanirawa. Okay. Cuba? Ireland. Oh. <laughs> Three same, generations same, earlier. Same ocean. Ireland. Uh, it was in El Paso that the young Robert began going by Beto, a common nickname for in Mexico for people named Roberto. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm buying that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The Mexican nickname came in handy in 2012 when O'Rourke decided to challenge eight-term incumbent Democrat Sylvester Reyes in a congressional district that's 75% Mexican and 2% Irish. And he won. So... Yeah, so that I, I'm wondering if maybe the Hispanic nickname didn't start in 2012. After receiving an English lit degree from Columbia, wow! So so Beto went to went to uh, Columbia, went on to form a punk band, Foss, that would tour through both the United States and Canada. Hmm. Uh, songs from one of the band's albums, the El Paso Pussycats, can be listened to on MySpace. <laughs> we haven't found that one yet. We got to find the one on on the El Paso Pussycats uh, album because I understand that was. Don't you keep that in your car? Their big seller. That's not like in your. Yeah, I'll uh, have to look, and I hope it's not in my car now because it's too hot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1995, he was. Is this Beto? He was taken in on oh, yeah, it is. burglary charges. It sure was. He was jumping a fence at the University of El Paso, Texas. El Paso, so at UTEP. He jumped a fence as part of a prank gone awry. Mm-hmm. In 1998, he was arrested for drunk driving. Now, these were all... We were reminded of these things, I think, from the egg uh, secretary, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Did he remind us of all this? Or I can't is this just part that. of the article? That's just part of this article that's uh, out there. Uh, he entered Congress as an outsider. Both Barack Obama Bill Clinton supported his opponent. But he's fallen in line with party leadership since moving to D.C., uh, so O'Rourke voted with party leadership 98% of the time in 2016. He's never voted with le- leadership less than 93% of the time, which was his rate during his first year as a congressman in 2013. Mm, they got him in the line quickly. They did, as they always do. And if you don't fall in line, you're not going to be supported in your next uh, election campaign, and you're going to lose. So everybody falls in line. But I'm glad that uh, we we able we were able to see the photo of him and his band uh, with him in a dress. <laughs> and big big thanks to Free Beacon for that. We'll send that out so you can see this picture. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume it's a dress. I don't know for sure, but it sure looks like one. And maybe that was just part of the you know the band and the way they dressed. Or I, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe the uh, clearance rack at the uh, Salvation Army was a little bit barren that day for the men's section, and <laughs> he had to. Over and and he slipped into the women's section. Ladies wear. Hat. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. We're not saying there's anything wrong with that. Never would. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. You want to put on a dress? I've 
fine by me. Beto was ahead of his time. Who am I? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Darian in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey guys. Hey. Uh, so, um, real quick, you guys have this bad habit of just absolutely throwing me off track with your crazy stories that you play. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good day to talk about this with all the uh, the crazy hippie hippie crap that seems seem to be running out of uh, out of Texas and New York. Um, there's a lot of millennials that uh, tend to lean towards uh, socialism and towards left-leaning ideologies. Yep. And uh, maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that they didn't grow up during the Cold War era, or they're blind, or they're professors, or the people down at their um, pot-smoking retread drum circle class has mm-hmm. kind of brought them a little bit of a uh, like a, a shinier version of it. But um, my question would be, uh, we're, we're, we seem to be losing this generation, my generation, and it, it won't take long before they turn from these disenfranchised, angry, entitled little brats into the brown shirts and Gestapo of last century. And uh, I, I hate to bring this such, as such a, a heavy topic, but like, what, what do we do? How do we, how do we find some common ground? What can we give on without sacrificing our morals and our principles? To make our um, to make our message just a little more palatable to my generation. It's an excellent question, and it's it's one we ask ourselves pretty much every day. You know, how do we find common ground with millennials? Uh, what can we do to uh, help them understand socialism is uh, a losing proposition, and not just a losing proposition, sometimes a genocidal proposition. Uh, we've seen it time after time after time where it's come to real oppression and uh, real destruction of of people and wealth. Um, and so with them being so propagandized in school, uh, I don't it makes it it makes this job really, really difficult. yeah really, really difficult. Um, I, would, I, I would suggest make it a personal um, comparison. And just tell those that are getting into the workforce, here's your paycheck. Here, here's the percentage of it that actually goes to you. But before it goes to you, here's the percentage, here's what ends up in the coffers of the federal government. Well, yeah, the federal government needs money to operate. We're a free society. we got to be able to take care of stuff. Yeah. And then just sit down and explain, okay, this is, this is where it's going specifically. This is where your money is ending up. This is what it's paying for. These are things that you will never get any, you will not reap the benefits of any of these social programs of which you're paying for. You know what would be great? It, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but if you could eliminate withholding, mm-hmm. if you could stop the withholding tax during the course of the year, and then... You just force everybody to write one big, fat, stinking check at the end of the year. That's what would take care of this. Once and for all, you would see how much the government really takes from you every single year. Make them write the check. Make them write the check at the end of the year. You know, save all year so that you can pay your taxes on April 15th, and then that's the amount. Okay? I guess you don't mind when it comes out a little bit of a time, or quite a bit at a time, but if you had to pay one lump sum at the end of the year, I think there'd be an actual revolt in this country. But withholding, you know, that's just the way things are with them. You know, they, mm-hmm. they just, that, that's, that's standard fare. Besides, Pat, 
I get money back. Are you kidding me? I get money back. I don't even pay. Don't you though? Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's you're absolutely right. Withholding is 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 the game that the government plays to take money without you even. Well, it's, it's how they've placated us mm-hmm. and and made us okay with this over the last century. Is that they just take out some all the every single uh, paycheck until you just you you're comfortable with it. But, okay, I know that I gross this amount, but I'm I'm not I'm only going to see this amount. Um, and when you're when you're only making twenty thousand, it's not that big an Im- an amount. So it's hard for millennials to understand just how much of your income is being siphoned away from you. And millennials and those on the left really love to talk about choice, freedom of choice. I have the choice to do this. I have the choice to be me. I have the choice to kill the baby. Don't kill the baby. Whatever, right? Well, mm-hmm. um, and you're going to hate where this argument ends up, but. How about the choice to pay taxes? And what I mean by that is you enter the workforce, you don't have a choice. They're going to take the money from your paycheck, period. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, I don't know, if there was a national sales tax or there was something where you actually had the choice to spend money or not spend money to participate in the tax system or not, is that not an attractive argument? If for nothing else to get the foot in the door with the argument of, hey, we're way overtaxed. I don't care. I'm not talking about the fair tax necessarily. I'm talking <laughs> about getting your foot in the door in an argument and telling uh-huh. them what is the moral justification for taking money from your paycheck before you get a chance to take it home and buy food for your family. You can worry about the national sales tax stuff later, Pat. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about start the conversation on why is why is it you agreed to this salary with your employer, but your paycheck, what you take home is so much smaller. It's just it's immoral to, to tax someone's ability to make income to begin with as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and there's so many, so many different aspects uh, to this, and so much indoctrination by the public school system that it, it's it's a tough it's a tough battle to win. Mm-hmm. You start in the hole, man. Really do, and and so many more millennials have a favorable impression of socialism than they do of capitalism, because now the mainstream media too has played right into that by by bad-mouthing capitalism by if you're a capitalist you're you're evil and you're greedy and you're hateful and you don't care about anybody uh it's it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough battle to win triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three let me tell you about spy master written by brad thor uh number one new york times best-selling author brad thor's latest book spy master about a rumor a remote cabin in Norway and an American intelligence operative charged with stopping the next world war before it begins. Counterterrorism expert Scott Harvath's mission this time, one of the deadliest he's ever undertaken. You're going to love this book. Um, the real spy book says Spymaster is filled with enough action for two books and it's the most gripping novel of Brad Thor's iconic career. Even the Washington Post said great things about this book, which had to hurt them a great deal. Uh, in Spymaster, Scott Harvath proves more cunning, more dangerous, more lethal than ever before. Read Spymaster by Brad Thor. It's on sale now wherever books are sold or just download it. Uh, go download the book and have it in 30 seconds. But Spymaster, available now everywhere. Pat Gray, Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 and at Pat Unleashed on uh, Twitter. Uh, so, what do we do about this? Uh, about this socialism mentality that is sweeping the nation with our with our millennials, with with our youth, kids who are thirty and under are a lot of them think socialism's great. Of course, a lot of think a lot of them think socialism is uh, socializing with people too. So <laughs> they don't have any idea what socialism really means. Because they haven't been taught that in school. They haven't been taught about the Soviet Union. They haven't been taught about China and Cuba and Venezuela. I mean, anything they hear about Venezuela, uh, they just chalk that up to, ah, that's just that's just a bad country. They just did it poorly. That just didn't work there. And it's working great in Sweden. It's working great in Norway and Denmark. Mm, it's really not. That's really good. I mean, go live there. If you think that society is so great, go try it out for a few years. You'll be back. You'll be back. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Tom in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat, how you doing? Good. <clears throat> the problem is millennials until they work, pay taxes, all that crap, they don't understand any of that crap. Where you gotta mm-hmm. hit them is in the beginning. If there's a way that the universities could use socialism to teach them. Doesn't matter how hard you work, everybody gets a C. If you're the dummy in the class, you get a C. If you're the hard worker, you get a C. We all get C's. And then pay all the professors one straight. There's no way they can make one guy can make a hundred thousand, another an eighty. They all have to make the same level. Use the socialism at the school level. That teaches them how important it is. No, I want to strive and do better. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. That would be and if they were offered that, you know they would never accept it. Never accept it. Never in a minute. And, nope. and of course, my wife has a suggestion: just uh, give us several of them about a hundred bucks and say, "Look, we'll send you to any socialist country you want. You got to stay there for a year, and you can't get help from anybody. You got to survive <laughs> in that country for a year." I would. Yeah, I mean, that would help too. Yeah, for and sh- one other thing: please yep. don't play that music because when I go to vote. <laughs> if I if I get in that voting booth and I start hearing that music, I might not vote for Cruz. So don't play that music anymore. <laughs> All right, thanks, Tom. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, because it's so good. <laughs> You'll want that kind of musician in in the office. And I guess. Of, and of course, um, Rocky with an I <clears throat> wants you to know mm-hmm. that his band, Beto O'Rourke's band, Foss, will of course be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before, before Foreigner. <laughs> so, sorry, I mean. I've, Kind of goes without saying. It really kind of does, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, it's agonizing. Mm. I, and all I want to do is play it again, just to put that in your head, because it's in mine. No, I'm not going to do it. Really? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, he called for it. Yeah. Hurry up, guys. The show's about over. Let's kick. Let's kick. And man, does he ever. Bob, I'm afraid the show's going to be over. I wish it were over. <laughs> So bad. They just wrapped that show early that day. <laughs> so bad. You're welcome. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll be in your head all day long. <laughs> and of course, you are welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, President Trump and the publisher of the New York Times, A.J. Salzberger, over the weekend had a little, a little battle. Um, over 
Donald Trump's threats against journalism. Sulzberger said the president misrepresented a private meeting uh, he and Trump had. And uh, he said that that is endangering the lives of these reporters with irresponsible reporting. Trump said on Twitter that he and Salzberger had discussed the vast amounts of fake news being put out by the media and how that fake news has morphed into a phrase, enemy of the people, sad. In a five-paragraph statement issued two hours after the tweet, Salzberger said he had accepted Trump's invitation for the July 20th meeting, mainly to raise his concerns about the president's deeply troubling anti-press rhetoric. I told the president directly that I thought his language was not just divisive, but increasingly dangerous. I told him that although the phrase fake news is untrue and harmful, I am far more concerned about his labeling journalists the enemy of the people. I warned that his inflammatory language is contributing to a rise in threats against journalists and will lead to violence. I wonder if Salzberger accepted any any responsibility whatsoever for his anti-Trump rhetoric endangering the lives of Trump supporters all over the country where they're being attacked viciously in some cases. You've been seeing what's going on at the at the Trump star on the on Hollywood Walk of Fame where it got destroyed and now you've got these factions of people coming down trying to defend the uh the star which is already gone anyway there's nothing to defend now and then people attacking them because of it. It's it's just completely out of control. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Or Michael tweets, uh, I'm filing a police report for ear assault. Uh-oh. This is on Beto's song from Foss. Uh, that piece after that piece of garbage. Wow, that's that's, that's harsh. Hurt. Yeah. That's why, harsh. Why do you want to do that, man? Premeditated because Pat did it on purpose twice. Three times, actually. Back three, I think, yeah. Uh, Beardless Unleashed Jackal Andrew says, My subscription to The Blaze should also be provided by the government. I need to be able to get the news. That's really true. (laughs) Uh, Brent, out of shape. Why were so many leftists lied to as children? Beto was told he was Hispanic. Liz Warren was told she was Cherokee. Ocasio-Cortez was told she was poor. And Nancy Pelosi was told no one would get sick of seeing her face on TV. (laughs) All, of course, lies. Horrible, horrible, horrifying lies. Uh, But this is kind of interesting. We have, uh, this is from Insider Feedback. 
they taste tested French fries at five major fast food chains. These aren't, uh, let's see, so it was McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Wendy's, and Five Guys. Mm. Okay? They sampled fries from all of those chains. And uh, the fries were ranked based on crispness, freshness, flavor, potato quality, saltiness, and quantity. McDonald's ranked last. Mm. Who do you think came out first? Oh, boy. Wendy's so Ron thinks five all. guys. It should be Wendy's. It's probably should be Wendy's. Wendy's is really good. It is a probably have good be French fries. Chick-fil-A probably won. Chick-fil-A won. Yeah. Yep. Chick-fil-A came out on top. I, you know, I'm not crazy about the waffle fry thing. Mm. They're difficult to eat and dip into ketchup. and uh, They're difficult, difficult to eat and mm-hmm. dip? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First world mm-hmm. problem right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For me, this would go uh, Wendy's number one. Mm, Burger King probably. Chick-fil-A third. Five Guys, and then McDonald's, if you're talking French fries. If you're talking about a delicious delicious sandwich, I'd have to go Chick-fil-A in that delicious Chick-fil-A with cheese. Mm. Mm, So good. So you get the little sticker on your your wrapper. Mm, So good. So yeah, that'd be number one. Then I'd go, now if I had to choose from the rest, which I, I never eat at these places, but... Wendy's, maybe second. Burger King, third. Five Guys, fourth. McDonald's, fifth. Maybe. Do you ever stop into Wendy, or excuse me, to McDonald's for a salad like we talked about last <laughs> no. week? No. No, I, I really haven't. Uh-uh. A, a mixed salad? No. I don't eat a lot of McSalads. salads. No, I don't think anybody does. I think this is a problem right now. Now, for chocolate milkshakes, mm-hmm. if I'm picking milkshakes, I'm going Chick fil A number one. Then I would McDonald's number two. I think their their new milkshake that they do is pretty good, actually. Uh, I don't even know if Five Guys has milkshakes. Do they? I don't. I don't know. I'll get there. Burger or... King does. Uh, Wendy's has the Frosty, which that's not a milkshake to me. That's not a milkshake. And that would be dead last. Hmm. Although Arby's curly fries often to make it to the top of fry rankings. Um, the insider feels that curly fries are a different beast <laughs> thanks to their seasoning. No, wait a minute. You can't put waffle fries in with the regular fries and then say and curly then, fries. That's a good point. That's belong. a good point. Right. Mm. KFC's potato wedges are too different to compare to your classic shoestring fry. See, yeah, the, I, I, the I don't like the potato fault, wedge fault either. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like the, I don't like the potato wedge. I don't like the waffle fry and I I actually don't like the shoestring fry either. The shoestrings are too thin and mm-hmm. they're not substantial enough. And they get cold too quick. <laughs> and I just like, you know, the Wendy's ones with the big, thick, yeah, delicious, yeah, yeah. you know, they're crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. I like that. Hmm. So uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. There you go. They you have Dip that fry in your <clears throat> sauce and eat it mm-hmm. or something. Uh, then they... Yeah, they compared vanilla milkshake. I don't know why you would do vanilla See, as that, opposed to I chocolate. Why stupid. would you do that? That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, 
A vanilla milkshake may seem like a rather mundane dessert option, yes, but find one with a creamy, authentic vanilla flavor and it'll satisfy even the sweetest of sweet tooths, according to them. So they sampled from McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Dairy Queen, and Wendy's. And um, their first stop, okay, they went to they described they described the uh, the the different shakes, and then the verdict. Yes, they did the right thing here. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Chick Fil A, number one, followed by Burger King, Wendy's. Does Wendy's have a vanilla milkshake? They don't have one, do they? Then Dairy Queen and McDonald's, fifth. Wow, McDonald's didn't do well with these people. So. There you go on um, uh, on the fast food uh, that's really good for you too. It's you know so so good for you, and that um, so the McDonald's was only fifteen out of thirty, um, and then they rank it on freshness and uh, that's back to the fries. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I think I think the opposite <clears throat> of that effect is when you drop a French fry in between your chair and your console there, and then they get all old and nasty, and you mm-hmm. get in your car. Yeah, that's like the worst smell, and you're like, well, how could something that was so perfect be so terrible now? <laughs> Sorry. Time maybe, maybe just happens. And to sunlight me. will yeah, do that to yeah, it. Yeah, maybe it's just will do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably have. I mean, since you have still, you still have small kids, so that probably happens a lot. Sure does, does. in your car. Yeah. <laughs> my car, I guarantee, is a little bit cleaner than that now oh. at this point. Hmm. Since my youngest is now 18 years old. Okay. Well, that's good that you keep yeah. a nice clean interior mm-hmm. for the uh, mm-hmm. the myriad of police visits up to your window. You can impress them with the <laughs> sleek, stylish, clean interior. It doesn't interior. seem to help me as far as uh, <laughs> warnings <laughs> over tickets, though, for some reason. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that hurts me. Maybe I should have more stuff. Yeah. All over the floor, and yeah. they'd, they'd feel bad for me. Oh my gosh, remember when I used to work at a tire store? Some lady came in to get her tires changed, and we were trying to get like the spare tire out of the back. It was like a minivan. Mm-hmm. And um, Pat, there was a trail of ants running throughout the length of the vehicle. It was in such nasty uh, French really? fry leftover and whatever else oh was gosh. hidden between the seats. It was the most disgusting encounter. Yes. So what, do you have to vacuum it out first and take care of all that, or do you just ignore it? Oh, you ignore it. How do you, you handle that at a tire store? You find the new guy and you say, "Hey, can you get this spare tire out of here? We're gonna be waiting for it over at the at the bay here." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Corey Booker apparently has a split personality of some sort. On the one hand, uh, he talks eloquently about loving his fellow Americans. <laughs> putting aside partisanship and embracing our differences as our strengths. And on the other hand, he speaks darkly about the evil of things like supporting conservative Supreme Court nominees and opposing Obamacare. Uh, Here's a look at Cory Booker and his split personality. I love Donald Trump. I'm going to say that. I don't want to answer his hate with hate. I'm going to answer it with love. I'm not going to answer his darkness with darkness. I love him. I hurt when Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain, that's unacceptable to me. If there's too much hate, then, then generate more love. If there's too much meanness, oh. find ways to be more kind to your fellow Americans. You are right. either complicit 
and the evil. You are either contributing to the wrong uh-huh. or you are fighting against it. We are not called to be a nation of tolerance. We are called to be a nation of love. That's sinister. It is, and it's evil to, to, to plot against Americans like that. We need to stop mm. the, the bullshit partisanship in this country. We really do. As opposed to just doing her job. Well, we know what happened in Europe when people just did their job. It allowed the most evil uh, kind of hate uh, to proliferate. Love of country demands that you, we love each other. We don't always have to agree or like each other, but love says, I see your worth, I see your value. Please, get up in the face of some Congress people. If I saw an wow. administrator, administrator uh, in a, uh, uh, out and about, uh, I, there's nothing wrong with, with confronting that person, uh, but not to lead with love and to do it in a way uh, that is more reflective of the values that we are trying to reject in our country is unacceptable to me. That's so great. The Washington Free Beacon does some pretty good work. Yeah, I think I think the times where he was talking about love, those were the times he remembered he wants to run for president someday. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, wait, uh-huh. love. Love, love, love. And then the real Cory Booker surfaces and he's pissed. And so he can't help himself. And he talks about how pissed he is. That's great. Generating more love. And then calling uh, people who support Brett Kavanaugh complicit in the evil. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. I mean, that's the other strange thing. Of all the targets that you would want to call out as being evil, you're going with Brett Brett Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's pathetic. So so I think what we've concluded with Cory Booker is sometimes he's, he's pandering for his base. For mm-hmm. fundraising, mm-hmm. and the other times he's like, I gotta lay some groundwork here. Love, love, love. Presidential run. Yeah. That's really something. He's, he's that's really something. It's an odd cat. Very. And you know he's running in 2020. I mean, he's running. Elizabeth Warren is running. I'll bet Hillary runs. Joe Biden's gonna run. Hmm. It should be quite an interesting battle, just on the Democrat side. How about Richard Gephardt? You skipped right through that. Ah. It's only a dream that he would run again. It's a dream of mine. Okay. We'll see. Because he's what, 78 now? 80? Ah, he's spry, though. I mean, he's about the same age as the rest of these uh, uh, ancient mariners. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we, we honestly need a, he's 77, Dick Gephardt. Okay. Um, but we need, a, we need a where are they now on Dick Gephardt. Like, what does he what do? What is he doing? And what? why don't we ever hear from him? Uh, oh, he has a lobbying firm. Duh, don't they all when they leave? Of course they do. Uh-huh. That's how they make a lot, there you go. a lot of money. 888 Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Glenn and Tanya started this because they had such a bad experience in Connecticut trying to sell their home. They had a, a realtor that they really weren't on the same page with. And so the house sat there for a couple of years. And they lost a lot of money on it. And they didn't want that to be your situation. So they put together a network of over 1,200 agents is where we are right now that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team based on experience. What kind of people are they? And what kind of results have they gotten in the past? Plus, they're fans of the show. And so you have that basic premise to start with and that in common with them And so you know you're going to share, generally speaking, the same principles and values that uh, that you have with that you have with them. So if you want to sell your house, you want to sell it fast, you want to get the most money out of it, 
Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network wow um rick from the walking dead andrew lincoln is uh leaving the show oh boy this is his last season that's a big deal huh the upcoming one is it for him i mean yeah because he's like the star Mm. on the show you think they're gonna have the zombies get him or something i don't know Mm. i don't know uh, I doubt it because if he ever decides he wants to come back, you know, a lot of these stars get tired of doing this and they think, hey, you know, I'm ready for movies. I'm going to go do movies. And then no movies come around. And so they're like, hmm, I want to go back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe they leave that door open for him. I don't know. I don't know. But um, he uh, officially confirmed to the people at this uh, comic con that he was indeed leaving the show. Um, so after the ninth season, uh, that'll be it for him. While um, several of them paid tribute to their friend, uh, Lincoln discussed his exit. He said, let me clarify something. Yes, it's my last season on the TV show, The Walking Dead. That statement mirrors other cryptic comments by the star that seem designed to either keep fans guessing or leave the door open for him to possibly play Rick uh, in some other incarnation, video games, movies, whatever. He then went on to talk about what it was like filming his final episodes, which have already wrapped. Completing the show was like releasing air finally. And it was very satisfying the last two episodes in particular. But doing a panel and having to talk to thousands of people and then have all of my friends hug me at the end, he said, then that stuff i'll say got real the truth of that's the truth of the matter as for why he's leaving the biggest tv series in basic cable history uh he says family he lives in england and the walking dead shoots for over over half the year in georgia so it keeps him away from his wife and kids for prolonged stretches of time and he doesn't want to do that anymore said i have two young children and i live in a different country and they they become less portable as they get older. Hmm. It was that simple. It was time for me to come home. Well, that makes sense. Seems like a good guy. And it's always kind of weird when you hear his <clears throat> real accent, which is English, because he's from England. Uh, but you wouldn't ever guess that on the show, you know, because he, he, he speaks American on the show. And he speaks American, so I thought he was American, and then I heard him talk. I heard him speak in a, a an interview he was doing. And it was like, wait, what? Huh? How about that? So after nine seasons, that's gonna be uh, about it. He'll no longer be around. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. State officials say they've successfully stopped a company that makes three D downloadable guns. 
for making them internet accessible in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's our buddy's company, right? Yeah, it's uh, what is his Cody name? Cody Wilson. Cody Wilson. Huh. Yeah, he. In fact, he just reached this deal with the State Department uh, that he could release them online, and now uh, somehow Pennsylvania is stopping him from doing that. Attorney General Josh Shapiro says Texas-based Defense Distributed agreed to to block Pennsylvania users after an emergency hearing Sunday in federal court in Philadelphia. Shapiro says he, uh, Governor Tom Wolf, and the Pennsylvania State Police sued the company before its formal rollout of a downloadable gun program Wednesday. Says the company said in a, in court it actually began distributing gun files Friday. And by Sunday, a thousand people had downloaded 3D plans for AR-15 semi-automatic assault rifles. <laughs> You're not going to be able to eradicate the gun from the earth, Pat. You know this as well as anybody. Well, what, what's he resisting? I don't know. The collectivization of manufacture? The uh, institutionalization of the human psyche? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I, I, I will say it's a symbol of reversibility. You'll never eradicate the gun from the earth. Huh. Or something like that. Something along those lines. I will say this, though. Cody, you know, as pretentious as he, as he was that first time, uh, Glenn and I interviewed him when Stu was gone um, a couple of weeks ago, and he was really likable. Great. He yeah. didn't try any of that collectivization of manufacture stuff. He wasn't doing that. I'd probably have it a... sounded much more humble. Sure. And I would have a better mood, too, if I cashed out a lot of Bitcoin. <sighs> you had to remind me at of that, the right, didn't you? At the right moment. Yeah, he mentioned during that interview that he bought Bitcoin, a lot of Bitcoin, at $9. Nine. Is that is that high? Is that low? What is it? $9? <laughs> is that not good? It's a little higher than 9 now. <laughs> Maybe I should look and see uh, how much look. higher. No, no, you no? don't need to do that. <laughs> just you hurt yourself. I just look up bit, no. Bitcoin price. I'll just check my app here and uh, see right. how that's. So, uh, so if you bought it nine dollars, uh-huh. don't look. It's at seventy nine oh five right now on mine. Seventy nine oh five. Okay, so that's a little bit better. That's higher than nine, right? Is it a little bit higher than nine. Mm-hmm. That's not metric you're doing now. Yeah, and he's. I guess he's cashed in some of it, and I think you know all along the way up to nineteen thousand, he was cashing some of it in. Uh, that's not bad. When you buy at nine and you sell at nineteen thousand, that's pretty good, hmm. actually. If you say so. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. I'm not good at math. Uh, Wolf says untraceable guns in the hands of unknown users is too daunting to stand by and not take action. So that's why uh, that's why Pennsylvania stopped him. A settlement between the State Department and Defense Distributed is allowing the release of plans for guns online. And yet, Pennsylvania stopped him anyway. So, we'll see if other other states do the same thing. My guess is they will. Yeah, uh, Governor mm-hmm. Wolf. Um, criminals don't really seem like the motivated type that are going to you know sit around and wait for a three D gun to you know do its magic. You know, go and buy the program and then uh, buy the program, buy the parts. You still have to have the parts, right? You can't make it just out of nothing. So, yeah, they don't usually do that. I'm sure the patience, though. I'm... It's got to be a pretty expensive process, actually, yeah, to like... 3D print a, an AR-15. But we need to go knock over this uh, convenience store. Well, just wait. It's The program's loading. It's still building the... Okay, but we. Yeah, but... when are we going to go and do our job here? Yeah, as soon as it 
gets loaded, and hmm. as soon as it's done making the, I wonder what how how long is the process? Glenn has one that I think was the fifteenth off the assembly line, hmm. and it's made of metal. I mean, you would never guess that that thing is three D printed. Um, and I'm guessing that took some time. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also. You remember the giant plastic garbage island in the middle of the ocean that's double the size of Texas? Hmm. Matt Walsh uh, wrote an article last week talking about the fact that America is not responsible for almost any of the plastic in the ocean. And by the way, we've already debunked the fact that there's that giant garbage patch in the middle of the Pacific. It doesn't exist. But he's saying that if there is plastic in the ocean, it's not America's fault. Uh, What is he basing that on? Uh, Just speaking about plastic pollution, Asia and Africa account for 95% of the problem. That leaves only about 5% of the ocean's plastic debris to be split between the continents of Europe, North America, South America, and Australia. Brazil is the worst plastic offender outside of Asia and Africa. 23 European countries collectively are 18th on the list. The United States comes in at number 20. We're only 20th? In plastic pollution? Huh. America, with its population of 330 million, is dwarfed on the plastic pollutant list by countries like Sri Lanka, with 310 million fewer people. Wow. You could collect all of the straws in North America bundle them together and shoot them into the sun and the state of the ocean would hardly be improved at all. In in fact, we could stop using plastic altogether and it would barely make a dent in the problem. Does that mean we should be totally unconcerned about our own plastic waste? No, but it does mean that our waste is comparatively not a significant problem. The ocean is being destroyed by Asia and Africa. Until they get their acts together, only a minimal progress could be made. Uh, it's a great article if you want to read it from Matt Walsh um, from the Daily Wire. Yep. Uh, bottom line is we're awesome. <clears throat> we are awesome. And so put that in your pipe. And so is Riduzone. This is uh, a weight loss uh, pill that will actually help you lose weight and keep it off. It is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that contains OEA. OEA boosts your metabolism and it reduces appetite. Those are two really critical things in your weight loss program. Order it today at riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, to get 30% off a three-month supply. It's riduzone.com. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Let me ask you a question. It... No matter what side of the Donald Trump spectrum you are, for him, against him, whatever, is there any chance you go down to the destroyed Donald Trump star 
on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and start arguing with the other side of this equation? There is no chance I do that. Nope. Why would anybody do this? And yet they do. The anti-Trump crowd and a pro-Trump crowd gathered right there at the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, right by the destroyed star of Donald Trump, and here's what ensued. Utter chaos. I didn't say you are, though. I can say if I want to, bro. I can say if I want to. You don't get to tell me what to do. I know when I talk and use the word I use, I use it. I don't give a What's up? What you gonna do? Get out of my We're deep in here. We're deep right here. Get out of my face. We're deep right here. Get out of my face. We're deep right here. Get out of my face. 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 Get out of my Gang up on him and then run. It's great. Great stuff. Hey, he's a Marine. Hey, 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 he's a Marine. Stop. Hey, hey, he's a Marine. Back, 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 back. Don't tell me. Wow. There we go. That looks fun. That looked like fun. Are you sure you don't want to go down there? 2018 America. Come on now. That looked like fun. Oh, golly. Uh, and we're fighting over the, the star of Donald Trump? Really? <laughs> All right. Mm, okay. Somebody who kept yelling, he's a Marine. I think the pro-Trump guy was a Marine. Yeah, I think so. And there were like five guys that were jumping on him at various times, two at once, and then he, he kind of gets rid of one or two of them, and then other guys jump him. Jeez. Just ugly. Hideous stuff. Stop it. I don't know. How do you get over this? Uh, if you're going to go down there on the Hollywood Boulevard Walk of Fame and and start yelling at each other like that, getting in somebody's face like that, uh, what kind of douchebag are you? And a, a U.S. Marine, and you're getting, getting up on his in his face like that because he's a Trump supporter. It's pathetic. I just I really hate it. 888 so maybe we go to this dog video. What, what do you mean this dog? Let me set up dog video. When's the last time you were disappointed in a video I brought you that had uh, animals in the it? The last time we did the show, Not Friday? True. Nope. You loved all of them. No, I, you loved, oh, you had no. the dog with the shoe. You loved him. No. You liar. No, I did not. You loved the dog with the shoe. And what was the other ones? You loved all of them. I did not love yep. them all. Oh, there was a picture of the dog dragging the sprinkler uh, sprinkler hose. Is, into the... That's there's one I did not like. You did I not, did not like, like the sprinkler one. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But this one is a dog running with his owner's GoPro. Yeah, look at this. Oh, this is going to be great. Funny. I have a feeling. See, look at that. See, look so, at that guy. Oh, look! You can't catch me now. And he runs around the house. The dog. With the and GoPro. The, look, give me back here. Get back here. Oh, boy. Oh, you know, this wasn't set up, right? What? Yeah, there's, there's no way this was... They're going to take set off. Up. You mean, wait, you're telling I mean, me they, that the dog follows a script, takes stage direction? <laughs> Stop it. I'm, I'm saying they hooked the GoPro to the dog and they no, made No, no, the dog's carrying it. See, he's got uh-huh. it in his mouth. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're a funny dog. Did they dog. finally catch up to him? No. No, no he's not. still running now. No, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. They're trying to get him, <laughs> and they can't. They can't get him. I, uh, uh, that's really great. I really dislike you. 
is the thing. No, but they couldn't. They couldn't get him. They tried to, but they couldn't get him. So it was really good in that way because they tried to get him but couldn't. So, <laughs> right? No, Isn't that good. great? And it's only Monday, so I mean, the the week can only get better, right? Certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. I'll try. I'll try to help you out. I'll try to get you some good dog videos next time. Mm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, here's another uh, another video asking people. I bet it's terrible. <laughs> what is it? I bet it's stupid. It's got people in it. What is it? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's Prager U's Will Witt. Oh, I love this stuff. Asking people on Hollywood Boulevard if the rich pay their fair share in taxes. <laughs> now, this might not be quite as good as the dog running around with a GoPro in his mouth. I don't know. Let's take a look at it. Let's see. And you be the judge. Do you think that the rich pay their fair share? No. Why do you say that? Because there's so many homeless people out on the street. Do you think that the rich pay their fair share? No. Do you think that the rich pay their fair share? Ooh, I'm not too sure, but I've heard that they don't. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why have you heard that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just heard it. Why do you think they don't pay their fair share? <laughs> like what they pay in taxes is nothing compared to what we pay in taxes. That's oh kind of gosh. a loaded question, I oh would say, gosh. because uh, when you're saying the rich, who are we talking about? Are we talking about the Illuminati, the Rothschilds? Uh, <laughs> do you think that yes. the rich pay their fair share? Yeah. No, definitely not. How much percent of taxes do you think those people pay? I'd say maybe like 15. <laughs> I would say like 10. Probably less than 5%. Actually pay oh. 75%. Of all taxes in this country are done by the top 10%. That's people making 150000 and above. Wow. Wow. Just the more you make, the uh, more they'll take. Oh, yeah. We have a pretty progressive yeah. tax system that isn't really right. fair to people who make more money, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. I, I would agree with that. No, the rich pay too much. Oh. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, if they do, well, that should be changed. Actually, if they paid their fair share, they'd actually be paying less. What's the incentive really? to earn more? Why would you want to earn more if you're going to have to pay that much in taxes? Right. Taxation is theft. That's what I say. I like that guy. I don't know where he's going or what he's doing with that great big thing on his back. <laughs> <laughs> but I like him. Oh. I like him. A reasonable human being. Jeez. And where, where was he amazing. hanging out there with that? Uh... They were right there on the Hollywood Boulevard. Hmm. Probably fairly close to where uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's star got destroyed. Yeah. See, um, you're not going to find rich people um, during the day out on Hollywood Boulevard uh, because they're they're earning money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what's happening? Well, they could be on vacation, but the, if they mm-hmm. are, they're probably not walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. But I mean, that's fascinating. Uh, probably sad. like five percent. It is. Sad. Uh, probably like five ten percent. Uh, of course, I didn't realize he was going to. Uh, the amount of taxes that the upper 10% pays, which is, it seems like it was more than 75% in the in the latest study done. But the upper 10% pays 75% of all taxes? That's that's pretty amazing. And nobody, nobody would understand that because nobody ever talks about that in the media. You would think, and they do, as you just saw there, you would think that the rich pay virtually nothing. Because that that is the that's the narrative that is pushed out on uh, on the twitters and the internets and the social media. You forgot the MySpace like Beto O'Rourke's band. Have you have you, yes. have you found that song yet? Oh, do you actually want another one of those uh, classic uh, hits from? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I wouldn't Foss? mind. I wouldn't mind to I actually s- hear that. I did email you uh, <clears throat> earlier. I couldn't get it to play on my computer. Um, yeah, I can't believe I actually emailed you mm. a MySpace link. Okay. Um, boy, there are some interesting song titles. I tell you that. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa! What's happening here? Did MySpace pull down the Foss Band page? Look at this. Hold on. Okay, now it's okay. It's there. All right. right. Yeah. Whew, man. How could we live without got me Foss music there for a minute? So that would have uh, been tragic. <laughs> what? Why is it? It's not showing up the songs though, like earlier. I'm kind of disappointed right now, Pat. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you keep looking, Keith, and we'll we'll check back with you. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been following the story of this Atlanta Braves pitcher? Because you're a Braves fan. Right? Yes, Sean I, yes. Oh. So the guy, so the guy is in the middle of pitching almost a no hitter. Uh, he lost yesterday. It. He lost it with two outs and two strikes on the top. Okay, of the night. so what do you wind up with? A one or two hitter? Uh, one hitter. They pulled him right after. Okay, that. so he, he he's one hit. He gives up one hit during the course of the game. Mm-hmm. What are people busy doing while he's throwing an almost no hitter? Yes, yes. Searching his old tweets on Twitter. Yes, because yes. anybody who's famous now, I guess. Has to be run through the mill. Like, okay, what what has this guy tweeted in the past? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is people if these are the people who didn't who didn't like him, who knew him when he was younger and didn't like him, or maybe they saw the tweets and they're like, nah. wait, didn't he tweet something? Or if it's just yeah. people who are just jealous of a guy yeah. that's having a very successful career now. And so, all right, well, let's see what he did seven years ago when he was a teenager. He was in high school. Yes. It's a fact. I mean, this is despicable to me. So he did tweet out offensive things. And they found them from, again, when he was a teenager. He was in high school. Mm -hmm. He was like 18 years old. What is he, 25 now? 24, 25? 25, yep. And Sean Sean Newcomb's who we're talking about. As soon as he's done with the game, throwing a one-hitter, he one-hits... A major league baseball team, a great team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, goes into the uh, into the dugout and immediately is hit with, oh geez, you got a Twitter situation, Sean. So he calls in the media to talk to them and apologize for the tweets he made when he was 18 years old. And this was his choice. The Braves did not make him do this. He he wanted to get in front of this, which is great, yeah, because you know this would be a freaking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And he brings him in and he says, I just wanted to apologize for any insensitive material. It was a long time ago, six or seven years ago, saying some stupid stuff with friends. Apparently, he did use the N-word. Okay, that one, uh, the only one I saw with the N-word, it was spelled with an A at the end. Yes. And it was a compliment. Yes. You you got it in front of you where he said, um, Mm -hmm. skinny N-word, big Giblets. Giblets. Only he, he was complimenting someone. He called them like balls. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if I could use it in that context. So anyway, uh, he was complimenting someone. Now, yes. in other words, if Shaquille O'Neal yeah. or, or or a black athlete had said that compliment about anybody else. Yeah, but you can't. You can't. You just, I know. He's oh, a I white know. guy, so you can't I say it. I am not asking for permission Cannot to use that. Say it. I'm saying that was a compliment yeah. that fell afoul of a double standard. And so, should it be that people are held accountable for these tweets that they made when they were teenagers? Should we be beating them over the head with them now? That's my question. Is it fair to go dig up these tweets from the past and then start beating these people with them now? 
as a guy is pitching a no-hitter for most of the game, somebody is out there finding old tweets from when he was in high school. I mean, why does this have to be a thing now? Why? Should it be a thing? 888 His next scheduled start is in New York. Oh, you know so he's going to get hammered. That's going to go well. Yeah. He did, um, you know, he used... Um, and he's going to have diversity training now. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Major League Baseball has responded, saying that Newcomb will be taking diversity training. Who was the... Same thing they did with the last Justin one. Justin Hader or whatever yeah. it was. What, okay, uh-huh. so when he... Somebody made a great point. It's like when that happened at the All-Star game, every athlete, every athlete's agent should have been going through their Twitter and, yes. and just delete, delete, delete. That's for sure. Because this, I mean, you had That's two sure. weeks to get rid of anything stupid. Or, right. Uh, that is true. You should be, or just eliminate your entire stinking account. If you know you have something in your past, hmm. just delete the account. Start over again. Who cares? Can't you do that? Yeah, you could. I mean... I mean, why not? I mean, think of all the recipes and yoga stuff. Oh that yeah, they miss out on so it. valuable. Deleted stuff. So valuable. Higgledy sure. piggledy, like anybody else we know out there, Hillary. What? <laughs> Sorry, I just I don't know where that was. Right? Just, oh, just random stuff. I was just Hillary. throwing out. Huh? Leading. Like, are you must be talking about Hillary Duff, who had a lot of yoga things. Did on, she have a lot of yoga poses yeah, and yeah, yeah. and lot, stuff about grandchildren and recipes yeah. and <laughs> did she keep her server in a closet in Colorado? As I think well? she did. Yeah, I think weird. She did too. Huh. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about a uh, recipe for good health. If you hate vegetables like I do, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, I really like this stuff. It's the only way I get any kind of vegetable matter in my diet. Uh, I just, you take a scoop and you put it into uh, your favorite drink or just a glass of water, maybe eight ounces of water. It sweetens the drink. And then you get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables in your body. Now, this can't do anything but help. It help. It gives you energy during the course of the day. It just makes you healthier. Maybe you have less doctor visits eventually. Maybe you get the cold and flu season. Uh, maybe you get through that a little bit better. Just put in one scoop into eight ounces of water. It's really easy. It tastes great. And you've got all that nutrition in, in your system. It's Just go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens. When you use the offer code PAT, you'll get 10% off a month's supply. Okay? BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT for 10% off. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three this is interesting ted cruz defended alex jones over the weekend pretty much anyway um alex jones of course was suspended facebook suspended uh him for 30 days on friday and removed four of his videos from the platform 
they determined that those four videos violated their guidelines. So they took him off and they suspended him for 30 days. Okay. It's Facebook. It's their own. It's their private business. It's not the government. So they can do this if they want to. Um, but Ted Cruz tweeted out, I am no fan of Jones, among other things. He has a habit of repeatedly slandering my dad by falsely and absurdly accusing him of killing JFK. (laughs) Which is amazing. What an amazing statement that is. But it's true. He has done that. But who the hell made Facebook the arbiter of political speech? Free speech includes views you disagree with. Nice. So it's nice that he jumped into that fray and actually defended Jones. Even though... He doesn't deserve it, first of all. But secondly, Facebook has the right to do that on their own platform, if that's what they want to do. Who made them the arbiter of political speech? Well, they did, because it's it's their business. And if they want to bump people off of their business platform, they can. Right? It's different. Again, it's different if it's the government doing this to people. If the government is shutting us down and not allowing us on the internet or whatever... But I, th- I just think, I find it interesting that Ted Cruz would defend this guy after he actually has pushed forward that theory that, that his dad had something to do with the death of JFK. It's ludicrous. Insane. Yep. 888-933-93. We have some breaking news out of uh, Hollywood there. Apparently, Apparently, guys dressed up as Russian soldiers are standing guard at Trump's Walk of Fame star. Right yeah, now. that was a. I think that's a Jimmy Kimmel bit. Is it okay? I think it is. That's funny because Kimmel did Kimmel did a bit on that, oh. and he said uh, that Trump has has put guards down there now, and then they go down <laughs> okay. there and they're Russian guards. Okay, <laughs> that's well done. I think it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to get all carried away with how dare they, it's it kind of a funny. If bit. you have the ability to laugh, yes, uh, and guess. we still do. I can. Mm-hmm. Me too. Sometimes. Especially since I'm not, you know, a a Trump bot. I yep. I can still laugh at that because it's it's actually funny. It's funny. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's funny. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's funny. You read about this. Hey, Kevin, did you read about You see this in the paper today? You read about this? It's that crazy. Is funny, right? Isn't that funny, Kevin? It's crazy, Jay. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all you need. That's all you need when you're Kevin. That's all you need. Oh, you need a bass guitar, too. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, man. Uh, all right. One more study that's out. Um, higher temperatures uh, are increasing suicide rates in the United States and Mexico. I'm uh, sorry? Yeah. Uh the mainstream media has jumped all over this single study like a pack of hungry wolves in a blatant attempt to link their emotionally charged climate change cause with the genuinely emotional and tragic issue of suicide. They are pushing forward the theory that the heat okay. leads to people killing themselves. Oh, I mean, how ridiculous is this? It was published in the Journal of Nature Climate Change. Why did you slow down when you read that? That should roll off your tongue since you were like one of the first subscribers. The to it. Journal of Nature Climate Change? Yeah, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I've been a subscriber for probably since day one. What's weird though, that and I'm sorry, I know you know this, but for the audience, it's so weird that the Journal of Nature mm-hmm. and Climate Change mm-hmm. that they have those perfume inserts 
You'd think it's a nature magazine. What is happening here? But I guess they need the money or something. It's weird. Something. Hmm. Okay. They concluded that projected temperature increases over the next few decades could lead to an additional 21,000 suicides in the United States and Mexico by 2050. (laughs) Well, I mean, drinking water Uh could. Could. I mean, it could. Lead to drowning in your own drinking water. Uh, but I doubt that it will. I want to thank ClimateDepot.org for it's so great giving I, us this study because this thing was out there and the mainstream media all, all across the board was picking up on this like it was fact. And the headline was saying the suicide rate was could. increasing. It wasn't saying could. Like their headlines right. were, right. I mean, it's just madness. It's, it's insanity. Um, and so a whole bunch of publications picked this up and just ran with it. Climate change study ties warming temperatures to rising suicide risk. CNN. Berkeley News. Warming client will likely, that's not what, that's not what the study said, will likely boost suicide rates worldwide. It said it could uh, study climate change could cause 26,000 more U.S. suicides by 2050. Oh, they put the word could in there. Good for them. Uh, yeah, how about that? Climate change could drive tens of thousands of additional suicides in North America. Study suicide linked to Earth's hotter climate. USA Today. USA Let's read Today. that one again. Read that headline again. Study suicide linked to Earth's hotter climate. No could. I swear. No might. Just links it. Uh, this from Science Magazine. Climate change may cause 26,000 more suicides. U.S. suicides by 2050. Uh, the Guardian, does big climate change proponents, rising temperatures linked to increased suicide rates. <laughs> Independent. Climate change linked with increased suicide rates as heat, as extreme heat profoundly affects the human mind. Wow. I mean, on and on and on it madness. goes. It's madness. Wow. That's just irresponsible. That's just... That's just psychotic in nature. 888 900 And we'll have more of it for you tomorrow. I can guarantee you that. It's going to be plenty more where that came from. Uh, on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.